and gentlemen, it's the 2011 Golden Minecart Awards. With you once again, myself, I'm Glenn Percival, along with Josh Lankford, and of course, Joel Shafinsky, and with us from our writing staff and also in our hearts, Justin Spielman and Ray Barrera. How's it going, guys? Great. Happy to be here. Same here. Great to, great to be on the show. All right, let's turn this off so you don't have to yell over it. All right, there we go. Great, happy to be here. It's it's better when they're yelling. I like that. That's true. Loud noises. (laughs) I love lamp. (laughs) So, all right. Well, uh, yeah, it it is that time. I know a lot of people have been emailing and texting and all the other stuff about the 2011 Golden Minecart Awards. Uh, And we actually, uh, one of our listeners, and I'll I'll pull up the name a little bit later here, but one of our listeners actually made little trophies this year. So we have little minecart trophies that we get to send out to all the winners. How cool is that? That's really That's, cool. That is pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're just here. We're going to talk about the whole show is going to be the Gold of Minecarts, uh, our Game of the Year awards. And, uh, well, first off, I mean, let's tell them where we can find us. How about that? I mean, they know that they can find the show on iTunes or wherever else, but they might not know, like, where they can find all the stuff Justin and Ray write. And Jason and that other guy, Rod. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm allowed right? to give Rod shit today because I got him a, a game that he really wanted. So uh, I'm allowed. <laughs> Feel to the love, everyone. Feel the love. <laughs> ah, we love them all. So uh, yeah, you okay, can find he, us over. He won't at, hear this. He's asleep right now. That's true. He won't know about this. Very good point. Uh, you can find us over at psnation.org. That is the center of the universe for all things PlayStation Nation. And uh, you can also find us over on Twitter. Uh, I don't think. Oh, Justin does have one. Twitter.com. It's at uh, Justin Spielman. S P I E L M A N N. And uh, you can find Joel over at Five Spot Joel Twitter at Five Spot Joel, and he's Five Spot on the PSN. Man, I'm just starting off great here. Uh, you can find Josh on Twitter at PJF Josh, or uh, on the PSN as Philip J Fry. And me, I am uh, Torgo on the PSN, and I'm usually the one tweeting on the at PS3 Nation account, which we just got over six thousand followers the other day. Wow! Woo-hoo. Hey, uh-huh. how about that? Hey, I'm I'm slowly bearing down on a thousand. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, how are you, you going to celebrate that? A nap? Maybe? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all, that, all that tweeting exhausts me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and plus, I mean, you're on Facebook like 23 hours a day. I don't know how you yeah. do Yeah. You know, there's that too. I, I have to figure out a way to divide my time a little better. Yeah, I had to ignore you, Josh. It was just getting too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it can be trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. So uh, yeah, I think that's all the stuff I have to go over. And, and uh, since Joel did so much work on these things uh, with, with, the, with just putting all this together, and again, thank you, sir, because that was a lot of work, and I sure as hell didn't have the time. Uh, we're gonna let we're gonna let Joel do this. I, I think uh, I think he deserves to to kind of showcase all this stuff. So all right, let's just kick well, right thank off. you. And- It'll be all of us doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to get a few things out, and then we'll just have at it. So this, no, of I'm, course, I'm, is the- I'm going to the bar actually. So I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> the master of math, Joel Scherfinski. <laughs> <laughs> we should have all went to the bar. That would have made for a very entertaining golden minecarts. Well, I'm drinking bourbon, Maker's Mark, yo. Cue the sexy jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> That's later. <laughs> Okay, well, the 2011 Gold Minecarts, this, of course, is the community winners. All of you, our listeners and our website readers, voted for these. And we are going to go through all of them for you and 
provide some lengthy discussion, I'm sure, thereafter. We're also going to share with you the PS Nation winners, and that's all of us, the PS Nation team, the writers, the hosts. We picked a top three, basically, in, in each category, and then tallied up the winners based on that. So PS Nation winner is really sort of a vote in and of itself as well. And then we'll probably talk a little bit about some, maybe some of our choices, probably also in the bigger categories. And all of this fantastic information and so much more will be available on the website shortly after you hear this show or right around that time, depending on how quickly you listen to it. So yeah, check Justin. back. On- <laughs> I'm doing what I can with what I've got. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together. I swear. <laughs> and he ain't got much from us. <laughs> so check the website for all of the boring details. We're not going to read statistic by statistic, although I think at points Josh probably will. Boring. I'm right, I will. We're hoping. The boring <laughs> details. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Joel. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> How Justin. How does that divide by pie? thought I'd set up a real strong palette for your article. Well, no, no, I like that. I just keep expectations low, and then everyone's going to love it. You know, that's all you got to do. <laughs> just lower expectations for the basement, and it'll be good. That's been our well, credo for almost five years. Keep those <laughs> expectations low. Yeah, I was going to say, if they listen to the podcast, expectations are already low. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So the categories we're going to go over, just real quick, kind of recap. We've got the PS3 Best RPG. Justin's favorite category, PS3 Best Sports. Oh, boy. <laughs> Newcomer of the Year, Blast from the Past. Two. Third time's the charm. I hate saying that, by the way. We should have asked you to cue that up, Glenn. <laughs> I totally forgot, too. I should have known better. Best HD Remake. Best Co-op. Best Multiplayer. PSP Best Overall. Boy, was that a doozy this year. PSN best overall, and then finally the PS3 best overall. Game of the year, yo! Game of the year. We'll save the best for last. So first, the PS3 best RPG. Yeah, we can skip that one. Uh, Who cares? Uh, <laughs> insert drum roll, please. Okay, I think this is the one. Hold on. Hey, I got it right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> The winner in what I would consider overwhelming fashion is Skyrim. Won by f- with 47% of the vote by wow. the community. Hey, hey, you said no statistics. <laughs> That's almost half, yo. <laughs> Just like every week with jo- Joel, he says one thing and he does another. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. Second, Mass Effect 2. Two. With a certain percent of the vote. 25%. <laughs> That's a quarter, yo. And then, last but not least, a very close third, Dark Souls with 20% of the vote. That's not as much. That's what I hear. Well, no, unle- unless you're uh, in the lower hemisphere, because everything's reversed there. Yeah, the numbers then, go backwards. Then like it the toilets. Won. Just like the toilets go around. Yeah, the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nominees for this category, and this is what you had to choose from it, but then again, we did have a write-in, so... Sky was the limit as far as what you wanted to put in, but the nominees that we oh, had initially were... Skyrim was the limit. Skyrim. Oh, Mass Sky Effect Rim. 2. Yeah. Wait, who invited these guys, by the way? Uh, you did. Dark Souls. <laughs> Quiet. Sorry. <laughs> Disgaea 4, Dragon Age 2, and Two Worlds 2. I forgot all about hey. Two Worlds 2. That was a game that Ray played, right, Ray? Wasn't it? Yes, and I probably... Uh, I, I thought it was decent. I mean, it, it doesn't belong up in the top, but it's definitely worth noting. Mention a little bit of a mention for it. I thought I nominated it. <laughs> well, what, I mean, we've got two RPG guys on here. What do you guys think of Skyrim? Like, well, I mean, we know what Ray thinks. He he talked for like an hour about it, but 
Yeah, I think my four-page review probably has me covered. <laughs> well, let's read it now. <laughs> <laughs> syllable by syllable. <laughs> Hold on, I need a nap. Hold on. <laughs> The lovely Skyrim. (laughs) Well, the PS Nation team agreed. We also picked Skyrim as our RPG of the year. Probably not a big surprise considering us more casual RPG guys are the hosts. No, it was, uh, it's absolutely well deserved. Um, Like I said, I I pretty much gushed about it, but um, I did so because it deserved the praise. And uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, complaining going around about glitches and things like that. But, you know, when you think about what goes into a game like this, uh, it can't be easy to compensate for every single scenario that a player will go through. And, you know, they've done a great job with what they have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think, Justin? What did you think of it? Unfortunately, I have not actually gotten a chance to, t- to really get into Skyrim. But, I mean, I played a ton of Oblivion. <gasps> Gasps. Um, but I'm really looking forward. I'm, I am really looking forward to it. It's probably one of my most anticipated games to actually sort of get into right now. Um, again, I really enjoyed Oblivion. If they're if they're able to maintain that sort of level of openness and interesting quest content, and then take it to even a increased level of mechanics and menu uh, selection, I just can't wait to to really rip into it. So haven't gotten the chance yet, but definitely looking forward to it. Well, um, this guy of four hates you. I know, right? It's well. First of all, it, that's the, that is the game that ate my hard disk drive. Well, that was the game I was playing when it crashed. Your PS3 really? wasn't awesome, awesome enough to handle it. That's the problem. Yes, it was too much awesome. It melted, there's, uh, melted my hard drive. There's one thing about Skyrim that that I didn't mention when when I had our little preview a while back, and uh, uh, it's the first game in a long time that has uh, that that has had the workplace slash school effect. Where, you know, you go to work or, you know, if you're in school and you talk to your buddies about it and they tell you what they've done and you share stories and, you know, you get the, ooh, where did you get that sword? Oh, well, you have to go over here. Let me show you on the map. Um, it has a it has a really cool discussion factor that I haven't had. Man, I can't even think of the last game where you just get together with your buddies and you share an experience and you trade notes and you... You know, you come back the next day and say, oh, I, I found what you were telling me about. And yeah, it's great. So it has a really it's interesting to have a game that has so much social backing, but it's not a social game. It's not an MMOR. And, you know, you see people poking fun at it on Facebook and putting up all these videos. And it's not really I didn't expect that kind of fame behind it because it's still an RPG that, you know, its roots are in a PC. And, you know, Oblivion was was great and it had a following. But Skyrim, I mean. Everybody knows the name now. Yeah, it really broke so, through. Yeah, it certainly did. Well, well, one of the guys I work with is on his third or fourth playthrough, and he's well over 300 hours on oh it. God. Holy so. crap. <laughs> so there you go. That says a lot. A, he's got a part-time job, and its name is Skyrim. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's important because to, to what what Ray was saying about, yeah, it has that sort of broad appeal and that's almost half the fun of the game is you do you do whatever you're going to do at night and then you come in the next day and everyone has their little vignettes and tales and i mean just sitting around um chatting about it and i mean i think the other thing that i think is interesting is the fact that um i've heard skyrim referred to as a massive single player rpg and the fact that everyone is again sort of populating the same world but everyone is sort of doing a little bit 
little things differently, exploring new er- different areas that someone else hasn't seen or getting a sword before someone else um, has gotten it. So, yeah, I mean, it is while it is a single player experience and you don't have to rely on others to actually get the most from it, you are still able to sort of come back and talk to them and then get a lot out of it from just talking with people about it. That's Amen, brother point. Justin. <laughs> That's why I wanted to play it was all of that conversation I kept hearing. You know, not even being an RPG guy, I just kept hearing that constant murmur and the Twitter buzz and just everybody was talking about it. And it's something I just had to experience, if not just for a few minutes. And to see the epic scale of that world, even for somebody like myself who doesn't normally get off on that sort of thing in an RPG, it's just it's it's breathtaking, literally. To step oh shit, into that dragons, world. yo. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, dragon, dragon. That's- that's the other thing about it is you can choose to play this like a hardcore action game. I mean, you can pick up a sword and just run up to anybody and kill them. You're going to get in trouble for it, but if you can find a way to build yourself up, you don't have to play carefully. You don't have to listen to what everybody's saying. You can walk in and just start wreaking havoc like in a GTA-type game. So it has that appeal where you don't have to be meticulously following the story or writing every note down. I mean, that's... That's one thing about it that I've noticed is there there are people that play it very, very differently from what I do. And because of that, they've had a very different experience from mine. Can you, like, jack people's carts? <laughs> no, but, I mean, I told you – oh, no, I couldn't have told you the story because I hadn't gotten that far uh, where, you know, uh, I, was, I was walking down the road and I saw a horse and it was abandoned. And I said, oh, I'm taking this fucking horse. And uh, so I jump on the horse and I see that there's a cart there and it's, you know, it's been broken apart. There's a dead cat person there. And I'm like, I wonder what happened to that cat person. So I start riding my horse, not but five seconds later, a trap is sprung. My horse dies and I go flying. It's like, oh, that's what happened to the cat. And uh, so <laughs> that's cool. But just those little stories, that's exactly why I think that people have grabbed onto it so much because everyone has those little like, I was checking this thing out, just wandering randomly, and all of a sudden this little story sort of unfolded around me as I'm exploring the world, and that's pretty awesome. And as far as the GTA thing, it's like every time I get five stars, a dragon comes down and knocks me on my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get away from the dragon. (laughs) And then I yell something at him like, Fuzdara. (laughs) <laughs> then the dragon starts talking in Sean Connery's voice. <laughs> what are you doing here? Wasn't that the voicemail we just got? Whoa. Oh, yeah, the voicemail we just got? <laughs> Unintelligible. I want you to know that you're my best friend. <laughs> All right, without further ado, the next category, which probably not the least popular category, but close to the bottom of the least <laughs> or close to the least popular category. So mm. not surprisingly, that's the well, best sports see, title for the PS. This is our time to shine. This is our time to tell all our little stories about how we sit around the campfire the next day after yeah. scoring the big touchdown and throwing the ball <laughs> at the dragon and screaming got- at the baseball and turning the uh, soccer I ball cross- into a rock <laughs> with some potions and stuff. You guys sound like the Mighty Ducks. The of, yeah. <laughs> this is our time. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Josh does Emilio kind of look like Emilio Estevez if he, if he actually shaves <laughs> the beard off. Actually, the joke, the joke that, uh, oh, really? that Josh Vicendic? did last week on the, on the show actually had me really laughing, the comparison between baseball and football. That was, uh, that was amusing. Ah, oh, the George Carlin. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> okay, the best sports category, the nominees were, and of course you could write in again, MLB 11, the show, 
FIFA 12, NBA 2K12, NHL 12, NCA Football 12, Pro Evolution Soccer 2012. 12s in there. A lot of 12s. And MLB being all special. MLB 11, the show. Yeah, well, they don't and have to John try Matt, to look into the future. <laughs> and the winner. Tense up, tense up. And this was a fairly closely contested race between the top two. But the winner is MLB 11, the show. Yeah! Woo! Took Well-deserved. Took 32% of the vote. Ladies and gentlemen, to accept the award, Ramon Russell, community manager for MLB The Show. Hey guys, we uh, just found out we won best uh, sports game. That's that's always extremely flattering. Um, as always, thank you for all the support, and uh, we can't wait for everybody to play MLB Twelve The Show. We hope everybody likes it. Uh, I guess that's it. Again, you know, thank you so much. Well, deserved. very very closely behind. FIFA 12 with 27%. That was and a beautiful game, too. My favorite sports game of the year, NBA 2K12, came in third with 16%. Hmm. I'm actually surprised, but, well, I am and I'm not. I mean, I, I knew FIFA was going to have a lot of votes just because we got yelled at so much last year for forgetting to add it, and we literally did forget to add it. But uh, I, I thought NBA and FIFA would be closer. I'd say honorable mention wow. to Josh's favorite. <laughs> Yeah, with 13% of the votes. Very close behind. I thought FIFA was actually going to take it this year. I I was really torn. I was really torn between FIFA, NHL, and MLB. Your favorite was, of course, uh, the honorable mention. Josh, your favorite, I mentioned it as the fourth place vote getter. Yeah, I went with NHL because I was very impressed with what they did with it this year. And I thought it was just a great all-around sports game. But they all were. Um, FIFA was tremendous. MLB was spectacular again. And every one of these just keeps getting better. Yeah, no That's kidding. why I was going to say, that's why I don't want another console yet. Because when a new console comes out, all these games are going to be crap again. We're going to have to wait four or five <laughs> years for them to really be good. Yeah, no, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> the PS Nation winner, we, we agreed with the community we also picked mlb 11 the show damn right we did full yeah, disclosure i did not vote too. in this category because i do not play sports games fired it's not my thing sport <laughs> sports ball whatever nerd hey i picked an rpg to, what the fuck <laughs> well, i didn't I play any say that uh, uh i played fifa and i played some mlb um you know definitely not to the extreme as you guys but i i made my vote you know mlb just purely based on just the integrity of that game. I mean, it looked polished as hell. It, it just everything felt so. I, I couldn't see any glitching. I just didn't see anything that that screamed video game. These guys look like they love, you know, the, it's a labor of love, and that's what I base my vote on. Not you know, do these players resemble their actual you know, you know, the actual person they represent? Just on the quality of the game, and that that game was just amazing. All right, all right. You've already got the job. Could you get your tongue off Torgo's balls now? <laughs> a little bit to the left. Hey, right. if it, no, but FIFA, FIFA, FIFA was also amazing. I mean that um, that's the one I actually played. You know, I bought and everything. I didn't I didn't buy MLB. I played it at the at Sony's, and then I played the demo. Um, but FIFA, I purchased, and that that was a really cool game too. The big problem as far as I can go is just cool game because I don't know much more about it. 
the big problem with all these games? No dragons. But Justin, no dragons. one thing you got to realize is, you know, there's this whole road to the show uh, mode in, in MLB The Show, and it's literally a baseball RPG. No dragons. You, you can you got CC Sabathia. He's shout? big. He's mean. I think you see a little bit of fire coming out of his nose when he out of his nostrils when he's uh when he's throwing the ball. So that is pretty close. But uh, and you look, swing a club. Yeah. See. And, That's and, true. Yeah. No, but I mean, I definitely see your point. I mean, it just it's just sort of how you like to experience things. I mean, because I definitely know people who are really into sports and who can talk about um, a great game or even a great sports video game that they've played. And they can remember certain moments from it, just like, for example, Ray or I can remember great moments from Oblivion or Skyrim. I mean, it's just sort of how you're sort of wired. Because I guess, I mean, both sort of involve creating your own narrative. But with sports, you're trying to create narratives as far as getting towards the championship as, as opposed to in RPGs where you're trying to create narratives about stealing gold and looting palaces and all that other fun stuff. See, but in Road to the Show, you are trying to create a narrative because you no, started no, I'm in double A and then you move up to triple A. You're trying to get to the bigs. You're trying to work on all your skills and, and improve those, you know, you, and you're trying to earn training points. So there's your loot. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. It's just a matter of I'm agreeing with you that you are that you are creating a narrative. It's just how you sort of like to experience it. I mean, pe- people who are into sports can sort of generate that narrative and, and be drawn into that as opposed to someone in RPG land who likes the, the other side of things with the fantasy and the and the dragons and the. Arrows and whatnot. <laughs> you know, this this actually well, makes for a very, very interesting conversation because you can choose your race, Indians, Vikings. You can choose your class, pitcher, batter. Uh, catcher. You know, it's, it's, yeah, there you go. There is, oh. we, we, and we you are have brothers. You your player at the beginning of it. You have to do the height, the weight, you know, eyebrows, face, nose, ear, all that oh stuff. Oh, my God. Game. In this moment, we have found that we are brothers in our game type. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't lump me in with you nerds. Uh, <laughs> goodness for tying that together, by the way. I was going like, how the hell am I going to? Thank you. You know, I, I know you didn't play NHL 12 or really listen to my review when I did it on the show, but it has the exact same thing <laughs> where you work your way up from the minor leagues and you create your character and you get your yeah, skill points and you're on it's ice just, all the time and it's really uh, uh, well you know what uh, i think the more surprising thing here a little bit more surprising is that the quote unquote big juggernaut best selling game madden is nowhere to be found yeah. from our listeners on this list <laughs> yeah i wanted to bring that up too i'm glad you did there we like i said earlier we had a writing category and even in the writing category, it only had three votes total. Yeah. So Madden Could it be 12, that the game hasn't changed since 1992? I mean, just asking. Well, that's not fair. It's more like 98. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other oh. issue, it seems, with... The other thing I found with sports games is as each year goes by, they have to make it more and more complex as far as the actual like systems involved and actually like all the button presses and stuff like that. So unless you're really on top of it, you can easily get lost. You can't just start like you can't just get into a series like Madden five years ago and then jump back in now and you can try to pretend really. Yeah. They're starting to make that effort to go back. All these games. Yeah. All these games have given alternate control schemes. NHL for every year for the past couple of years has had the NHL 94 control scheme. If you want it. Yes. I totally noticed that. And I'm glad because I mean, that's that's pretty much where I left NHL was back in the Genesis days. 
And yeah, I noticed and they that know that. I could still play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. They know that's the most popular one. That's the one everybody remembers. So they, they have that control scheme in there. MLB has this very simplified control scheme if you want to go with that. But that's what's really nice about it. They're they're making them incredibly complex and and really detail oriented if you want it. Or you can just one button to pass, one button to shoot. <laughs> one button to swing, one button to pitch, you know? And they're making it as easy as possible if you want to play it that way. Okay, I well, maybe I'd- I'll have to check them out this year. I'll have to check out some sports titles. I mean, again, that's that's one thing that always sort of scared me off is just how sort of big and complex some of these things can get. Because, I mean, I don't – I just like – I'll watch an occasional football game and then just be like, oh, I should play a, I should play a game on my PS3, um, a game of Madden or something like that. And then I just get in there and all the controls are just – like it's like it's a different language, but if they're making it easy, I need to sort of reconsider my no sports stance. <laughs> well, and you should reconsider with MLB 11, the show, which is our winner. Thank you. <laughs> but MLB 12 is out in like three weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, good uh, it's, it's like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you can get yeah, MLB 11, the show, you know used I mean. for a really good price. Even the new ones are nice and cheap now. Get a get a deal on it. I think Joel was trying to rap and he just opened it back up. Again. No, no that never happens. <laughs> never. <laughs> Next category, which is one <laughs> one of the newer categories, and we had some fun ones this year, I think. And some of these newer categories really got a lot of votes, and this is one that right in that right in that category or got a lot of votes, much more than the sports one, for example. So the next category is best, or the excuse me, the newcomer game of the year. This is new IPs, stuff we haven't seen before. The nominees were L.A. Noir, Homefront, Rage, Bulletstorm, Catherine, and Shadows of the Damned. And of course, you could write in, which we got quite a few write-ins as well. But the winner in, I'd say, dramatic fashion, 51% of the vote for L.A. Noir. Right. Catherine got robbed. Indeed. <laughs> Catherine got 22% of the vote. Yay! So it did get a lot of votes, and it came, no, in, a, I was, I was came in a strong second. Yeah, it didn't, didn't take, the, take the prize this year. And yeah, I kind of figured the community would go with uh, L.A. Noir because that's the popular choice. That's the easy choice. Uh, I, I was having trouble deciding between the two, but Catherine really is such a unique title and such a it it's very risky type of game to put out there and i think they did a good job with it so i think it should have had higher than 22 percent. that's just me though yeah. well i was i was pleased to see it that it sort of remained in sort of the consciousness of uh of folks because i mean remember it came out in the middle of the year and that's that can be a death sentence for some of these games. Um, obviously, L.A. Noir came out earlier in the year as well, but it had sort of the big rock star push behind it, and it was off, also offering the face recognition technology. But Catherine came over here. It got a lot of really good push from Atlas as far as um, getting a lot of videos out there, really trying to push it to get people to realize what it was and draw some interest out. And then I, for the about the month or so after it came out, people were still talking about it. So I think that really helped it stay up there. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I saw Catherine cosplayer at New York Comic Con. I did not see any L.A. Noir cosplayers. So there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, there, there's the gauge. I, I didn't know where we were. That's it. <laughs> it's all done. 
Wow. Did you see any Shadows of the Damned cosplayers? Because that took third place with 10% of the vote. No. No. Okay. Has anybody from, the, um, from PS Nation played that? Shadows of the I Damned? I played Shadows maybe Damned. about the first couple hours and then, like everything else, fell into the pile that I need to go back to. But that, it's very, it reminded me a lot of a Resident Evil type of experience, at least with the shooting mechanic and the third person shooting. Well, I've heard it's and, super quirky, so that's, that's one of the reasons I'm interested in checking it out. That's yeah, it's definitely quirky. Yeah. Definitely quirky. And the art style of it is, is fantastic. And I really like the main character. The dialogue is hilarious. It's got a lot. I just I never had the chance to play through it. I'm glad to see it got some good, some good votes here. Lots of dick jokes. <laughs> well, as, uh, as one, of the, one of the ones who actually you know, really did enjoy L.A. Noir, and uh, I agree with the score, uh, even though I am really happy that Catherine did what it did because you're talking about competition from L.A. Noir, Rage, and a bunch of other games that common gamers would absolutely flock to. Um, it's nice to see Catherine doing, you know, getting second place. But, you know, L.A. Noir, I'm a huge Noir fan, and... It felt so authentic. I played the whole game in black and white, and I'm glad they nice. allowed that. Yeah, now, cool. I, um, it, it wasn't, there were some things that, you know, I went in with expectations thinking it was going to be like Grand Theft Auto, that I could just go anywhere. And, but the game kind of, kind of guides you to where you're supposed to go. And when I came to that understanding, it became a different game for me. It was a little bit more linear but it was telling a story. And um, I guess what I'm getting at is a lot of people expected it to be more open-ended, and when it didn't, that kind of turned a lot of people off. But it's it's all in the matter of how you played it, and it was just an awesome story. It was an awesome noir, uh, and, and I'm saying this like I've actually beat it. It went to my pile, too. But what I did experience was uh, it was very cool. It felt like all the movies that I enjoy watching and uh, – uh, everything from the music to just the the, the setting, and uh, there was one more thing I was going to say about it, and I forgot. Oh, and the one negative thing, and I and I've griped about this before, and and I say it because I'm hoping someday some developers will listen. Is the PS3 is not a 360. The shoulder buttons, the yeah. the R2 and L1 L2 are not your shoot and lock buttons. They are your secondary. R1 is your shoot button. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, Rockstar learned, and they offered that to PS3 players. L.A. Noir never did. So when you're playing Infamous, you're playing Battlefield, you're playing Resistance, then I jump on L.A. Noir. It takes me 30 minutes to get used to it because now I'm shooting with the R2 button. Yeah. So I had to throw that gripe because that's a big deal that you know some developers are figuring out, others aren't. But aside from that, L.A. Noir was just, you know, it was perfect for me. Just yeah. not... Scott. Actually, was yeah. our PS Nation winner as well. So here again, we agreed with the community. I, I really enjoyed that game last year. I mean, I finished it actually, and and it is kind of weird what Ray was saying about the fact that you think it's this big open world, and and it is an open world game, but there's no gap in between to let you go and explore unless you actually like go during yeah. one of your one of your missions or anything. And I finished the game, and there's so much more that I have to get. I mean, there's all those cars you have to find. All those uh, film reels, which I didn't even find one when I was playing the game. So uh, there's all this other stuff that I want to go find eventually, but uh, you know, I had to go into other games at that point. And, and the other thing about the game is, and I'm not going to give it away, but toward the end, it seems like it gets a little rushed or something. I don't know. It, it just, I don't know if Team Bondi, like Rockstar, finally said, "Okay, you guys just have to finish." 
and, and it wasn't a bad thing the way it finished. It just seemed like the pacing was really different than the rest of the game. But I loved it. I, and, and like you guys were talking about last week on the show, uh, I am completely terrible at the interrogations. So, yeah. <laughs> Glad I'm not alone. No, I'm, I was awful at those. So, I, yeah, I didn't realize you could cool. play the whole game in black and white. I feel silly not knowing that. That would I, yeah. not, Hopefully I can nope. switch that midstream here because I'm still yeah, playing yeah. through it. Yeah, That's you, awesome. You can it. Well, the other thing, the other thing I want to say about just that this category in general about sort of the golden minecarts is if you look at categories like this, I mean, this is very much a unique list. I mean, if you look around the internet at other game of the year stuff or listen to other podcasts about game of the year stuff, I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, um, this is not everyone. This is not everybody else's sort of game of the years. This is very much we have our own unique list, and it's very different from everyone else's. And I think categories like newcomer of the year really sort of differentiate the uh, PS Nation game of the year in golden minecarts from most everyone else's yeah i agree yeah and i think you saw that in the total votes that we received yeah. as far as the the votes on some of these newer categories were very very interesting to people and kept them coming back it would appear whereas some of the more common run of the mill didn't like have. best sports Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> next year we're gonna have three best sports just to piss you off. Best sports best with sport. sticks, best sports with bats, best sports with just feet. It'll be great. <laughs> of course, the best sports with sticks and bats would be the same category, but we still love you. Well, hockey sticks versus baseball bats. There's two different oh, things. I suppose. I suppose. What about cricket? <laughs> he cornered you with logic. He cornered you with logic. So a lot of write-ins for NBA Jam. On Fire Edition. So I kind of wanted to bring that up as well. And it's a game that I really enjoyed this year. I love that game. The On Fire one is yeah. phenomenal. We've been playing it quite a bit. Like every every now and then we'll just throw it in for a couple of games. And it's it throws me back to the old SNES times and even the one the arcade and, and that stuff so much that uh, I really, really like it. And I, I'm very surprised that EA did what they did. I mean, it, obviously it's not EA that did the original game, but they did bring some of the original people back, and it has that feel, just kind of like Blitz. I mean, it has that feel that, that the old arcade one had, and uh, how much beefier they made the game on the On Fire Edition, obviously, screwed some people that bought it on disc when it didn't have half the content, but we can't put it on on uh, the PSN because it's too big. Oh, wait, we'll bring out another game that's got twice the content on the PSN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, as tortured as it was to actually get that game to market via, like, first putting it on the Wii and then sort of putting it on disc and then finally getting out on the PSN, I mean, in the end, they just made a great game. And that's – you sort of have to forget the, the the bad history of it just to enjoy the game itself. But, you know, if it's a good game, it's a good game regardless of what it took to actually get there. Yeah, and it almost it almost would fit in our next category, which is Blast from the Past. And here's where Ooh. we go back and take Ooh. games that we may have played in years past that are sort of – Got some fresh takes or some some new appearances this year in 2011. The nominees in this category were, of course, Duke Nukem Forever. Can't forget that one. Uh, Driver, San Francisco, Raymond Origins, Mortal Kombat, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and Alice Madness Returns. And the winner by a very, very close margin... Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! You told me it was Duke Nukem. What happened? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? I stopped drinking for an hour and I realized, wait, what the fuck? 
Duke Nukem had less votes than some of the write-ins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game was just awful. kidding. Just kidding. Actually, it, it got four percent of the vote. Believe it or not, Duke Nukem did. You know, I tried so much with that game because I knew what to expect, and I really did. I, I knew exactly what to expect with that game, and I still tried. And man, there are parts of that game that are just broken. It's a real shame. And here again, I don't. It's almost a. I don't know if this continues. But we, we agree with the community. Mortal Kombat was our choice as well for PS Nation. Yeah, and not my personal choice. Game. Not mine either. I thought, well, Glenn and I both thought Rayman Origins was better than you that. Know, I, I'm shocked by Mortal Kombat, though. Yes. I, I really am. I, I know, and you didn't mention it yet, Joel, but Mortal Kombat was 30% of the vote. The second place, Deus Ex, was 29%. So it was neck and neck. And well, Rayman okay, Origins but, was 21, so the, all three were actually pretty close. But still, I, I'm surprised by Mortal Kombat. Well, here's the thing. When I, when I read Blast from the Past, I've played the, you know, the old Rayman games. Rayman games. I played Duos X back on my old Xbox and on the PC. Um, but as far as the game that literally felt like I, you know, the same game that I was playing you know, 15 years ago in the arcade, Mortal Kombat felt like right at home. It was the exact same game. And Rayman Origins is like, it's a beautiful game, but it's it's a different game. It, to me, it didn't feel like the old Rayman. Um, but that's, I'm not, See, I'm not that's saying that's a thing. bad I think thing. It, I think it feels exactly like the original Rayman. And, and the thing is, it's actually made by the guy that did the original on the Jaguar on the PS1. Um, but no, it, but, it, take, it takes longer to ramp up with some of the powers. No, but see, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not actually bashing the game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm saying the actual, you know, phrase "blast from the past." Oh, like okay. that was the most nostalgic experience I had this year with a game that was brought back was Mortal Kombat because they've been screwing around with making it 3D and moving the camera around, and this was Mortal Kombat. Like if this had been, you know, pre-rendered and put back in, you know, 15 years ago, that's exactly what I would have been playing. But that's how I read it. Um, Duos X is a great game, and so is Rayman Origins. But for me, the blast from the past was Mortal Kombat. But you know, that's yeah, how for I me, read it. for me too, and, and it's sort of a personal reason. And that is, I have a lot of friends who, back in late high school, early college days, for us, played a lot of video games together. And as as they've grown older, and as life has given them children, and marriages, and all sorts of other things, careers. So a lot of my good buddies don't play video games anymore like I and some of my other friends do. And this was a game, unlike any other in the past, that I was literally able to entice people that haven't played video games in years back. So I, I, I had Mortal Kombat parties at my house several right. weeks in a row throughout the year because we were just having so much fun and it blasts from a past. And it really, like you said, it the controls... They just came screaming back. It only took a few minutes of playing it before some of those controls were sort of muscle memory, even for people yeah. that haven't played video games in 15 years. I mean, this goes back to PlayStation 1, you know, when we were playing together, or maybe even some of the N64 versions, believe it or not, like Mortal 4. It's probably about mm-hmm. the most recent some of these guys have played. Yeah, so, my, my fiance, she beat me at it. And that's because that's what she was familiar with back then. So, I mean, she jumped on and she doesn't play game as much as I do. And she beat me because she just felt it, you know, immediately came back to her. Like Celine Dion and everything, you know, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
That just happened. He just dropped the Celine Dion <laughs> reference. Wow. Um, but as far as Rayman Origins, I feel like you could sort of approach it from the other way as far as, obviously, I have some great memories of playing Rayman on, um, for example, early in the PS2 life's, uh, life cycle. And then now it's sort of taken on sort of a more multiplayer vibe. And instead of sort of having those memories and then bringing them forward, I feel like now this is sort of harkening back to what was before, but also sort of providing a new entry point for people. So, for example, I played it with one of my relatives who is like eight years old and we both were playing Rayman and having an awesome time. And I was like helping him teach him the controls and how to like double jump and and jump around the levels. And so not only can it sort of get you back into a group of friends in nostalgia in sort of that nostalgic sense that you guys are talking about, but it also can help bring in people who are new to platform, I mean, new to platforming, new to video games in general, or who just haven't had those sort of multiplayer co-op experiences and bring them in while at the same time sort of reminding you of what you loved about that series. So, I mean, you can sort of look at it from both ends. You can look at it sort of harkening back to the old days, or you can look at it as bringing new people into, into the hobby or into certain games that you've loved in the past. One thing I want to bring up, too, is, is obviously these are the votes, the winners are community-driven. But what I love about that is the community, all of you, have played literally everything that are, there is out there. Us as PS Nation hosts or writers haven't played every single game. So, f- for example, I never played. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play Rayman or- Origins this year. So it was really hard for me personally to pick it as my winner. Ah, uh, see, that's why. If you had played it, you would have picked it. No yeah. Kidding. Yeah, you know, and it's Jeez. it's actually on my Vita launch list because uh, we'll you know what I, on the Vita. I call shenanigans. You did you, you can't vote Mortal Kombat if you never even played Rayman. You would have voted Rayman. I I'll, did, I'll get the broom. I quit. I'm out of here. The thing about Rayman it's okay, Joel. Me, yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, the thing is, you can vote for it in 2012. Then for the Vita. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So Josh, give me another chance, man. Don't go quitting so so, so soon. Yeah, hey, Josh, down, don't, don't go chasing waterfalls, breathe. man. Oh, no. No. How many 90s pop references can we throw into one show? I don't oh, know. No, it's already been that that princess thing again. When you, when you want to do that kind of thing, you just got to creep. You just got to creep. Anybody play Deus Ex, Human Revolution? Yeah. It's obviously Josh brought it up very close to Mortal Kombat. The community loved it, obviously. It was neck and neck. Yeah, it was a great game. I've got it here, yeah. and I've played, I've played a couple hours of it so far, but my problem is, and I love the first one. I have the first one on the PC, and I really enjoyed it, but I've gotten to this point now where if, it, if it's like a shooter, I just want to play it as a shooter, and as a shooter, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, uh, like really stack up against some of the other ones out there, like a Battlefield 3, a Killzone 3, that kind of thing. If you want to play a stealthy game, and because that's the great thing about Deus Ex, the whole series, well, not really the second one, the second one was so straightforward, it was ridiculous, but it, they're built so that you can play it the way you want to build or play it. So if you want to play completely stealthily and not even kill a person, you can do it that way. If you want to play it as a shooter, essentially you can do that. And, and the levels are all set up like that, but it, it's kind of funny because they say, oh, you have so much choice, but really, you have three paths. I mean, that, that's really kind of what it came down to. You can go this path, this path, or this path. If you go to this one, then you're going to have to play it as a shooter. If you go to this one, it's kind of a hybrid. If you go uh, on this path where you go over the roof and everything, then you're sneaking around. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. a great game. And, and, and in the Deus Ex tradition, I think it's excellent. I, I, they really captured that feel of the first one. But I've kind of, I guess, devolved as, as a game player. And, and I really want more of a straight, straightforward shooter if it's going to play like that most of the time. And to me, the gunplay just didn't really feel very good. And the, the angles that you would get when you were in cover, especially, just really kind of screwed with me a little bit. 
So that's that's kind of why it's lower on my list. I mean, I, I still I still want to play more of it and everything, but uh, for a couple of hours I played it and I was eh. So I'm not sure about that one yet. But I, I want to go back to Rayman a little bit because I think we've kind of glossed over this game. And and the problem is, I think a lot of people in the country and, and the, the video gaming world have glossed over this game. <clears throat> not only is it does it give you that same four player feel that like the the new Super Mario Brothers and the Wii does which I actually think this does it a little bit better honestly but yeah it does not only that but it's a great single player game and it's it's a very very big game but also it just it melts your brain with how beautiful it is it's all hand drawn gorgeous animation gorgeous sound just gorgeous visuals overall it's a fun game. It's something that you're going to go back and try to play to gather more of the items, that kind of thing. It's, it's very puzzly in parts. But it's such a great piece of video game history because of when you compare it to the, even the original that was on the Jaguar, it's, it's such a great evolution. And not only that, it's just an awesome game, and you get so much gameplay out of it. There's so much hidden that you have to try to unlock. There's so many places to go, so many things to do. And the sales are abysmal for it. And I just, I just don't understand it because it's such a fantastic game. Well, I think some of that was probably due to the fact that it got it, – first of all, it came out the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then also – it also was discounted right out of the gate. I mean I literally picked it up on Black Friday for $20 off. I picked it up for 40 bucks on Black Friday. So I mean I think what ends up happening is we always talk about we don't want price to sort of dictate perception of a quality of a game, but that may be the, exactly what happened with Rayman Origins is it got discounted right out of the gate and people just threw it at the bottom of their list and, oh, maybe if I get a chance or if I get some extra money, maybe I'll think about picking it up. But I think, honestly, a lot of people, especially in um, sort of the games press, have really tried to trumpet it and try to let people know that it's out there and it's really good because – it hasn't been making the sales, unfortunately, and it is beautiful and it's gorgeous and yeah. all the things you said. It's super fluid, and the one thing I like about it that you that you were sort of alluding to is the fact that you can play it at multiple levels. I played it with um, a ten year old next to me, and we were just like blew through the levels, whatever. But then also I could play it on my own single player and go back and really dig into like the time trials and the hidden stuff. And so I mean, it, it does offer that, as you said, new Super Mario Brothers level of. I can just run through this and have a good time or I can go back and dig deeper and try to get all the little nooks and crannies and both of those are enjoyable. It's uh, super bright, has amazing music and yeah, I think anyone who loves platformers, especially 2D platformers, would really be missing out if they glossed over it this year. Agreed. I'm still what, look, keeping an eye on it. It hasn't yet had a price drop. So well, it I know it hit some, it hit some sales. Area, but yeah, it's back yeah. up now. It's definitely back up so it must be Hopefully, doing at least some sales be nice. But to it see was good. It was on one of those Amazon sales at one point. It it dropped down to I forget. It dropped down really low. Yeah, I'm kicking myself for not getting it then. Eh, it'll go down again sometime. Well, whenever anybody gets, if anybody gets it, if you guys want to play multiplayer, just let me know if we can do it. Because it, is it online multiplayer or is it? I've only did it couch co-op. I think it's only couch. Ah. <sighs> Crap. I'm not sure, but I think it's only couch. That's too bad. Just come to MGC. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> the next category, and this actually had the most votes, so it's something the community really enjoyed. And this is the two category. <laughs> picked, picked all the best games from 2011 with a two at the end of it. Just the name. Got it. Interest yep. alone. <laughs> <laughs> the list of nominees were White Knight Chronicles 2, Portal 2, Mass Effect 2, 
Infamous 2, Dead Space 2, and Little Big Planet 2. That's a tough one. This was, <laughs> this was really, was really tough. tough yep, and the winner. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was reading the list. <laughs> Infamous 2. Yay! Damn right. Yeah. Took, took 32% of the vote. It was also the PS Nation pick for two. Yeah, we also. It was, uh, wow. it was neck and neck Skyrim for me uh, as far as Game of the. Was, uh, just overall. But it wasn't that a two. Been, That's that like been, five, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm saying. He's when, talking overall. You know, oh. Yeah, overall. It was, if I had to like choose. I'm not talking about our, our award. Just Infamous was one of my favorite games last year, hands down. Uh, so yeah, I was. It definitely deserved the two. <laughs> <laughs> Second place went to Portal Two with a very close twenty nine percent. Wow, just another fantastic very, game. Yeah, very nice. Third and fourth are very close together, so I'll read them both. Mass Effect Two was third with sixteen percent, and Little Big Planet Two was fourth with fourteen percent. Wow. <sighs> The Dreamcast 2 got one vote. Thank you for whoever sent that. <laughs> just cause just cause 2 got two votes. Josh is sure appreciative. I I would like to know who voted for that. They're geniuses. I, uh, <laughs> I, it was probably Glenn and me. <laughs> yeah, because I love it so much. Even though I keep telling people I don't hate the game. I just hate you talking about Wait, it. I, I, I thought you did love it. I do. I'm actually Last looking week, yeah. my copy right now. No. no. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't uh <laughs> Didn't you play White Knight Chronicles Ray? Isn't that a game that you were really looking forward to? Yes, yes. And uh and it's another one of those like you know, we were just talking about Rayman. It's one of those unfortunate things where with all the, you know, games coming out this year that came out last year, it just it fell under everybody's radar and it's a, it's a great RPG. It's an evolution of the, you know, of the Japanese role-playing game, but it does a better job than, in my opinion, it does a better job than Final Fantasy 13 because it's a classic gameplay um, with that same feel from the old, you know, RPGs of, you know, Super Nintendo and, and Genesis. Um, so yeah, that's, um, it's a shame, but I mean, that's, that's our industry. I liked here that we had a lot of games receiving strong votes that were very early in the year, like Portal 2, Mass Effect 2, and Little Big Planet 2. Yeah. Even though they released very early in 11, it's nice to see still on people's radars at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I, have, I, have, I had a really hard time voting on Mass Effect 2 for anything, and I, I like the game, but I had a hard time voting on it because, yes, it's 2011 for PS3, but it had been out earlier on the 360, and... <laughs> For some reason in my head, I just had this light switch in my head. Like, nah, 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 it doesn't count. It doesn't count. So, and I like the game. I've played it quite a bit, but I just I had a hard time voting for it. So here's a question for you guys. Um, uh, Little Big Planet 2, um, how long has it been since you guys uh, you uh, hopped on there? <laughs> I just played it this since week. Since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I I really because Joel had our copy and I never played it, so now I have one. I do a lot of co-op with Little Big Planet 2. Couch co-op. Now, now are you talking about storyline, or have you checked out what people are doing nowadays with it? Mostly storyline, because it's such a big storyline in that game. I did um, a lot of digging in in Little Big Planet One as far as community. Not as much with Little Big Planet Two. I don't know why. I just I need to go back and look because I, I can't even imagine just based oh, on a man. couple of years ago what people were doing. So I probably should 
Probably should check that out. These guys have first-person shooters, working first-person shooters in there. They have role-playing games. You can pretty much play NES games. And I'm not talking about NES games with the little sack boy running around like Mario. No, I mean, they have made pixel representations that they animate using the game's engine. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen these because these are videos that were posted early on. But if, you know, that's what they were doing when the game first launched, you should see what they're doing now. So, yeah, that, that game just keeps on living. Wow. Yeah, it's an impressive game, and it's, it's amazing the, the engine that they built and the accessibility that, that it has. And it's one of those games that I just don't get back to enough because mm-hmm. I get into it and I'm overwhelmed, you know? <laughs> it's just with all the levels that people have out there and all the crazy stuff, it's just hard to get into and focus for somebody like me. Well, here's a question for you guys. Do you think that having Little Big Planet 2, the way they sort of partitioned it, is it sort of its half story and then half sort of the, its own platform for, for creating games? I mean, do you think that actually may have hurt it? Because pe- some people will just think of it as one or the other, but they won't take sort of the whole package into account when they're thinking about LBP2? I think that's a possibility. I think it's, yeah, but I think it's big enough that even if you only play one half or the other, you're getting a lot of game out of it, you know? Especially, oh, no, yeah, I definitely especially agree. this one. Especially this one, because the story, it just, it you know, it feels a lot tighter. There's a story in it, and it has to do with the games, you know, the the, the development of games and just everything breaking apart. And, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. And, and playing the, through the storyline was really awesome, especially with all the new items they give you to use. And um, But then I, I think one of the things that happens online is I'll jump on and I'll look for levels and I'll find these levels that look really interesting and like halfway through them I lose interest because they're broken or so realistically there's a lot of cool stuff on there but a lot of it's done by people who don't really finish their work so I mean imagine playing a game that you buy and you're playing it and you're having a great time and then it just drops off and it's over damn slacker so hipsters a little, yeah but our winner infamous well, I don't want to. I don't want to gush too much about it because I will go on forever. So you guys. <laughs> oh, I already gushed enough about it when I reviewed it, and it's a spectacular game. the The story is awesome, the gameplay is awesome. Playing through both ways, and the fact that they take into account your game save from the first one. Yeah. And not just, okay, you did that much, so here's your level and go. But they actually take into account your actions in the first game and they're referenced in the second game as you're going through it. That was just blowing my mind as I was playing through the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything about it, that's why I voted for it. I, everything about it, it was one of my favorite games of the year, easily. Yeah. yeah. I it's, love the uh, controls in Infamous 2. You know, I, I, the open world aspect is fantastic, but you really need a, a comfortable set of controls in order to make the open world concept work, in my opinion. And that's where, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I think Just Cause 2 is a spectacle. It's an amazing spectacle of a game. But so does Glenn, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But to be honest with you, the, the controls were a little, little bit tougher for me to get used to, unlike a game like Infamous 2, where maybe it was, of course, me playing Infamous 1. But I just think regardless of that, the controls are super comfortable easy to grab and the it's not too difficult of a game to get into obviously it it gets more difficult as you play 
but I just really appreciate the accessibility and in infamous too. I don't know if it's anything that you guys would tout as being an important factor in why it was the game of the year. Oh, absolutely. Um, for me personally, with, that's, that's a big reason for it. Yeah. With much respect to El Hombre Murcielago, um, Arkham city, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 thing with Infamous is I felt like I was playing a, a comic book, but more so than other games that are based on, you know, traditional, well-known superheroes, because there's parts in the games, no story, you know, elements that I'll spoil. But, you know, you're not the only one anymore that has abilities. And so when these characters come into play, both on your side and against you, you really feel like you're in this comic book because you're not the only one doing things. You might be fighting some villains with your buddy who's got ice powers and you're doing co-op moves, you know, and, and you're, you're in there and you're, it's like you're reading your own comic book and the choices you make in Infamous, and this is both one and two, they're more organic than anything offered in Mass Effect and in Skyrim because it's not always a multiple choice thing. It's what you choose to do with your powers and I know this is cheesy, but never has a game represented the old Spider-Man saying of, uh, you know, great responsibility, great power um, as infamous because you are a walking conduit. And if someone's standing next to you, an innocent bystander, and you're standing on water and they walk into that water, they die and it's your fault. Yeah. Um, if you are fighting a giant beast and he runs into the city and you choose to unleash hell in front of everybody, all those casually casualties are in your hand so it's up to you to lure that monster away from people and that's organic um uh way of choosing right and wrong instead of saying well you know making a multiple choice uh answer in in something like mass effect and it's that kind of play mechanic that in, in addition to what you said joel because you can't play the game um and do all these different things if the controls aren't tight because you're, you know, you're going to be fighting the controls and then trying to lure a monster away from the crowd, and all of these things go and in, play into why I think this is very close to being my, you know, favorite game of the year, and absolutely the two. <laughs> well, the moral choices in this one, they stepped it up from the first one because, yeah, you had your choices between good and evil, but. There wasn't a huge separation there. I mean, your powers would be different, but story-wise, it wasn't as big a difference as it was in Infamous 2, especially when you get to the end. And the consequences of your actions, especially when you go evil. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's <laughs> brutal. Yeah, it's really good. They really make you think about the choices that you're making more so than any other game that I think I've played because it, I, I was agonizing over some of those choices. And then when I got to the end, I played it through both ways. But then when I got to the end with one and then got to the end with the other, I, I hated it. I was like, I don't want to do this, but I, there's no way out. There's nothing else I can do. I have to do this. And, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just some of the things that you get caught up in in that game, it's... It's great. It really, really puts you in that situation and just makes you feel the consequences of your actions in a big it, way. It, it's funny with, with me with this one because it was a very, very close decision for me between Infamous 2 and Batman. And honestly, the only reason between the two that I picked Infamous 2 over Batman is that I played Infamous 2 all the way through. 
and I haven't had time to finish Batman. Uh, I, I really love both of them, and and uh, I still need to finish Fe- Festival of Blood uh, from Infamous Two. But mm. it was such a great year for sequels this year. I mean, Portal Two I haven't played, but I keep hearing great things about it, and. You know, there was some great stuff out there, and especially the three category as well with Killzone 3 and Battlezone, or Battlefield 3, Battlezone 3. Uh, <laughs> Still waiting for Battlezone 3. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it was, it was a really big year for a lot of, you know, sequel type games. Either the two, the second or the third, or even in Skyrim's uh, case, the fifth iteration of, of a series. And, and, you know, Batman's fantastic, and I really like what I played so far, but Infamous 2, I actually got all the way through it. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the first one, but it wasn't a, a huge gap between it. But it was great in the second one because they obviously listened to some people's complaints about the first one. And they really kind of shook things up in the second one. And the story was a lot more solid. And the gameplay overall was just a lot more solid. You didn't have to do a lot of that annoying, repetitive shit that you had to do in the first one. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And while the game didn't have... Um I mean, some of the levels that uh, users made weren't, like, the greatest. There were some really cool user-created levels. And that, that little feature that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about, but, I mean, it's a cool feature. I, I went through some missions that some, you know, some gamers developed that were actually really fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask all of you guys if you not only had it, maybe a chance to just check them out in-game, because obviously you can do that. They, they're showing us little orbs that you can enter. But if you messed around at all with the creation tools themselves... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, the creation tools—they're—they're they're a little difficult to get your head around uh, some of them. But once you get the hang of it, if if you can put a little bit of effort into it, once you get the hang of it, you can make some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, the thing with user-generated content and the levels that are available to you that other people have made, you really have to use the filters on that stuff because I've started some that are just terrible. They're just yeah. really terrible. <laughs> but when you when you use the filters and you find the ones that are actually pretty good, they, they can be great. They can be just as good as anything you played like mission-wise in the actual disc-based game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Joel and I got to see a lot of that stuff when they first uh, unveiled it at a GDC last year, and uh, they had a couple of people from their QA team do some stuff. And I mean, even in that small amount of time that we had, they made some stuff that was just very elegantly playable and and uh, just a lot of fun to, to, to take part in. So uh, I, I got to play a few of them. I haven't tried to do anything yet besides what we did at GDC, but that's just me. I can't be bothered with things. Yeah, we we got to see a dev create a level basically in front of us, showing us the creation tools. And at that time, and I didn't have a chance to play it in game after it was actually released. But I agree with what Josh said. The tools were just at first glance going to take some yeah. getting used to, you know. And they were putting some neat stuff together. And I'm sure, given the time and patience, you could put some awesome levels into place. But the creation tools were uh, stark contrast to something like Little Big Planet Two, where they're going for I think just a little bit more accessible of a creation setup yeah and they didn't have much of a tutorial either you watched a little video on what what certain things did but there wasn't a you know the guy from little big planet literally holds your you know practically holds your hand through the whole process and shows you exactly what to do so there is a learning curve and you probably have to go outside of the game to you know 
pick up some stuff. But yeah, you know. unfortunately, you, you kind of have to. They put a series of tutorials up on YouTube, and in the written review I did, I actually linked to that uh, because that was one of my complaints: is that you're dropped into it and you're really not sure what to do there. There's and it's kind of complex, and you're not sure what's going on. And I said, it would be nice if there was a tutorial. And I thought, wait a minute, maybe there is a tutorial. And I started looking and I found the whole series of of YouTube tutorials. It was just a series of videos, step by step by step. You know, this video, we're going to show you how to do this. And in this one, we're going to show you how to do this. And they really get you up and running with it. But you have to know it's there. And, yeah. it, you know, there's no mention of it in in the uh, instruction book that came with it. There's no mention of it in the game at all. It, it would be nice if they could have put the two of them together in a way. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that I I think when it was added that that was kind of an afterthought. Like, hey, let's make some tutorial videos and throw them up on YouTube. So... Yeah. It's a neat inclusion. It's nice that it's there for those that may want to use it. It's just yeah. one, one more thing that this game can put in its column of awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah, it extends yeah, and, the game, really. And hats off to them because, I mean, you've got all these developers that, you know, are, are P- PlayStation veterans. and But, you know, instead of sticking to their original titles, you know, Sly Cooper, which, of course, we want back. But, um, you know, they brought out new games, and Infamous is one of those that, I mean, Cole McGrath is a, at least among PlayStation fans, a, a household name. Indeed. And with good reason. So that's just awesome. It's an awesome achievement. They totally deserve the two. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, want- uh, I think we can take a break in case anyone has to take a number two. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah? Huh? I know it was weak. <laughs> so let's take a break, especially since uh, Justin's internet just died. <laughs> I was wondering why he was <laughs> yeah, I just got an email. So we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll hit the rest of these uh, awesome, awesome categories, and we'll find out who the winners were. We'll be right back. to go i didn't realize that it scrolled past the, the page i was on so yeah we got a lot to cover unfortunately uh the minute broke into justin's house he lives down in new mexico and i think they tried to deport him uh we so we lost contact with justin and uh, apparently he's having nothing but uh the most awesome comcast time uh so apparently his internet will be fixed in the next four hours <laughs> oh, it was either that or his girlfriend just brought some peanut butter home and he called the dog and oh, God. I don't know what's going on. 
no, 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 no. Oh, you know geologist what's going on there. emergency. <clears throat> Peanut butter, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. I warned okay. Joel ahead of time, so if he gets pissy, he, uh, he has nothing to stand on. You're getting the sound effects, bitch, all night. <laughs> I didn't mind the sound effects. It was the whole peanut butter story that was sort of like, it's Dingo and the baby. <laughs> what? He's feeding his dog peanut butter and then, then torturing him because the dog can't, like, uh-huh. get the peanut butter off his teeth. Whatever happened to gravy train? Where was you your mind? Mix in going? water, stir it with a spoon. So much simpler. What the fuck? Justin, you will be missed. <laughs> no, you he will won't. be missed. No. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. All right, so what's the next category here? The next category. What comes after two? Three. But we're calling it third times the charm. So third times the charm, this is all the games that had threes at the end of them this last year. There was quite a few of them. The nominees were Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Dirt 3, Uncharted 3, Battlefield 3, and Resistance 3. Joel said duty. (laughs) But you know... (laughs) Fear three wasn't included because it was for three year, three year, for three year, flour, three. That's where your clever marketing will screw you, there, people. Indeed, See what you did you ruined it for Fear three. Didn't even get any write-ins. That Fear three mm. Mm. tells you how good that game probably was. Missed opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> the winner in a landslide. Goes to Big Shock Uncharted 3 with oh. 61% of the vote. I, actually, I am shocked by, that this was such a landslide. There was so, I mean, Resistance 3 was a great game. Battlefield 3 was a great game. I'm, I was seriously shocked when I saw that. Not that it's... Um, Killzone 3? Killzone 3 is a great game as well. Even though, <laughs> well, but a lot of people busted on that. I, I didn't think it was that bad of a game. And everybody else was like, ah, it's not as good as 2. And, which I don't understand. I, th- I thought it looked better. It controlled no, better. It was no, in 3D. No, no, yeah. yeah. Well, Battlefield 3 took second with 16%. Resistance 3 took third with 9%. We agreed with the community. We also picked as PS Nation Uncharted 3. And, and you know what? We actually had somebody call in and, uh, and accept the award. So let's listen to that really quick. Hi, this is Justin Richmond, game director of Uncharted 3, and we wanted to thank all of the users who voted uh, on the PS Nation for the third time's Charm Award. We really, we really appreciate it. It's, uh, we worked really hard on the game, and the fact that you guys recognize us, you know, that's the reason we make these games in the first place. So thank you all so much. Uh, I can't say you know, how, how cool it is that we won this award, so thank you guys. Aww. And they're, now they're going to have a minecart in their trophy case. Isn't that cool? Sweet. <laughs> for those that don't know we call this the golden minecarts because of something that happened way back with the first uncharted and my first co-host who uh reviewed the game and uh decided to say that uh, there was one problem with the first uncharted game and that was that the minecart level had a bad frame rate and i hadn't played the game yet and i was really sure oh minecart level. yeah all right and then the the day that i released the show we started getting all these emails saying what the fuck is he talking about there's no minecart level and then Richard Lamarchand from uh, Naughty Dog came on the show and uh, kind of busted Jared on that one. So that's uh, that's been our long running meme, <laughs> and it's so grown gonna... to be one of our idols. It's it's pretty awesome. Where did he ever explain where the hell that came from? Yeah, he yeah, said a GameStop dude about... told him. <sighs> so essentially, he didn't even get through the whole game. He was lying his ass off. I mean, that's what it was. He was lying, and he finally told me that some GameStop dude uh, had told him that when he bought the game. 
intense even more of my hatred toward GameStop because people believe these idiots all the time. Dude, well, every all right, I don't go into GameStop, but the few times I've been in there in this past year, for one reason or another, listening to what they say to people, yeah, about games that aren't out on the PS3 or games that are much better on the 360. Uh, the PS3, it doesn't have all the levels, or it doesn't look as good, or it's missing this or missing that. You know, they just flat out lie about things. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing to stand there and listen to that. Yeah, I changed my pre-order for the Vita from one GameStop to, uh, I mean, it's not saying much, but to another, because I have a buddy that works at the other one, um, simply because the guy was trying to tell me how poorly it was selling in Japan and how I should reconsider buying and i was like okay i reconsidered let me have my money back nice you know, I, just in general i hate i hate when like, they and give i you said your, it in front opinion. of his manager why do they have to give me their opinion like i come in with money i tell you i want to buy a game quit telling me if it's good or bad that i hate that yeah me i too. loathe i loathe when they do that why would you not want my money let me pre-order the game the whole well that seriously I've, I've had people give me a guilt trip over the years like you want that yeah well, I suppose. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, and the, the conversations they over here at the local Best Buy, sadly, are even worse. Oh, my God, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, the Xbox, that's a Blu-ray player. Sure. <laughs> you know, the, the, tough, the stuff they tell people, you know, and every time I've, I just feel obligated to sort of walk over and correct whoever it is that's talking. You know, I'm sorry, this guy is, I don't know if he's lying, if he's a jerk or what his story is, but no. The Xbox does not have a Blu-ray player. Mark and I had to, <laughs> Mark and I had to uh, intervene out in the. There's that Costco up by Whitefish Bay, and there's a Best Buy right in that same parking lot. And and we were in there right around Christmas time, and this couple was looking at a PS3, and the dad's like, "Oh, I want a Blu-ray player and everything." And the, and the Best Buy guy was just hard selling them on the 360. He's like, "Oh no, but you want this and you want this and you want this." And he walked away, and because they kind of still said, "You know, I think we kind of want one of these." And the guy walked away to look at something, and Mark and I were standing there, and we looked at each other. We got to tell these people some stuff, so we started talking. About it, and this is right around the time that Little Big Planet hit, and they were saying, "Well, like, so can we do this?" And we were like, "Yeah, it's a DVD player, it's a Blu-ray player. Uh, there's great games for the kids because they wanted they had two kids, and we were showing them like, oh, Little Big Planet, and just came out this week, and we showed them all this other stuff. And the guy came back, and they had all these games in their arms, and he came back, and he goes, "Oh, I, I thought we were going to look at the 360." And the guy looked at me, and goes, "Can we talk to somebody else?" <laughs> that nice. <was> awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, uh this same guy, you know, he he continued to tell me how, you know, the poor it was doing. And I'm like, look, I'm not worried, you know, the if even if it doesn't do well, Sony will continue to support it. And he's like, Well, you know, the three DS also gets a lot of support. I said, Yeah, but Nintendo doesn't have a record for continuing supporting uh failed systems. He's like, No, they support and I just said uh Virtual Boy and he said Virtual Boy and I said, Yeah, exactly. It's like I've been gaming when you were still in your diapers, dude. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was at the unveiling of the three D or the the Virtual Boy, so there. Nah. No, Something. I bought one and yeah, immediately regretted it. No, I like mine. Not to spoil well, anything, I mean, but we're going to be talking about all of these games again later on. Indeed. Yeah, so. Virtual <laughs> <laughs> Boy games? And that's why I think we, no, that's why I think we glossed over talking about anything Uncharted 3 and went straight to GameStop, Costco, and, and uh, Best Buy conversation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what this, this, this really calls for? Holy tangent, exactly. Batman. I mean, 
We finally had a huge tangent tonight. Instead of that was classic. Topics. We we did that on purpose. We figured you, the listener, could not appreciate an episode without at least one tangent. So there you have it. <laughs> Compliments of the house. So and since we had three, one less tangent last week, oh, oh snap! Look what you did uh, there. Actually, uh, Resistance Three. I feel bad for for Insomniac. I mean, Resistance Two and Resistance Three have kind of gotten shuffled aside and just ignored by the general gaming press and even players to a certain extent uh, when it comes compared to things like Uncharted and Killzone and the other ones. But the Resistance series is a really good series and these games are really awesome. And 3 oh, does everything yeah. really, really well. I mean, it, it is... It, it exceeded every expectation I had of the game, and I was a fan of the multiplayer since GDC. And uh, the single player, honestly, just really blew me away. I, I had a smile on my face the entire game. Yeah, yeah we enjoyed Played playing with- co-op as well. You had Hell good yeah. times uh-huh. with that. And wasn't it, and I, it's kind of funny I say this because it's probably crowded every year, but this year especially seemed like very crowded in the FPS genre. Yeah. There were so many first-person shooters this year, and some that we even haven't seen in quite a few years made an appearance. Indeed. So I wonder if, unfortunately, yeah. it just sort of might have been the wrong year to, to put out, unfortunately. Well, it, yeah, it got shuffled aside. And I, I had my problems with Resistance too, but I still liked it overall. And from the three quarters of the way I played through Resistance 3, I really like it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing but wrong with it, that's for sure. The whole thing with... Uh with our buddy Bill and, and the whole game co-op. And it was just, it was amazing. 3D Bill? looked phenomenal on it. Yeah. Bill, Bill who? He's dead to me. Big quitter. <laughs> oh, yes. Delayed Bill. Keating. <laughs> no, well, I mean, but I, my choice was different than Uncharted 3 for this one. And, and it was a very, very tough choice. And, and the only reason, this is literally the only reason that I picked it, is that I play it more online. Uh, I love both of them, but uh, I actually picked Battlefield 3 for this one. And the reason being is the online experience is so classic Battlefield. It's not bad company. It's true Battlefield experience online. And uh, I'm playing the PC one like crazy. I'm playing the PS3 one actually more than the PC one right now because it's a little more convenient. Uh, But it's such a great game. And the single player, I mean, they don't have a strong single player background uh, at DICE. Uh, except for the bad companies. And uh, the single player was really good this time around. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than Modern Warfare 3. Uh, honestly, I, I thought Modern Warfare 3 was a mess. So, you know, it, it was a very close battle with it. With it. And, and, I mean, Uncharted 3 is obviously one of my favorite games of, the, of, of this last year. Uh, I still think it's the deepest story they've done at Naughty Dog. And uh, I really loved what they did with the characters. And there were so many things refined about the game. And I, I mean, I played through Uncharted three twice. I, I, I loved it that much because I, I thought I would probably catch up on some more story elements if I played it again. Because uh, I wouldn't be as distracted trying to go like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? So it was a tough choice, but I actually did go for Battlefield three in this one. Hmm. Good category. Next yeah. category is this is probably one we're going to see for a bunch of years to come if the trend continues, and that of course is best HD remake. And this boy, were there a lot, lot to choose from this year. And yeah, this was even, really tough. Even a lot more to write in. We couldn't even get them all into six nominations. We had nominated, we tried to narrow it down for you all, and that was the Splinter Cell Trilogy, 
House of the Dead Overkill Extended Cut, God of War Origins Collection, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and Oddworld Odd Stranger's Wrath. Sweet. And the winner, and this was pretty close across the board, uh, but the winner did ed- edge out everybody else by a, a decent margin. Oh, shit. And that, that is... <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! It's uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus with thirty percent of the vote. The this was neck and neck for me between this and Oddworld, honestly, because I, I still love Strangers Wrath HD, like you wouldn't believe. But the fact that I got to play Shadow of the Colossus collection or Shadow of the Colossus in HD with a solid frame rate that alone kind of tipped me over the edge. Um, yeah, I. I had a really hard time deciding on this category as well. And what kind of dropped Ico and Shadow of the Colossus down for me was as good as they looked, I kind of expected a little bit more hmm. uh, in terms of an upgrade. And they looked tremendous, don't get me wrong, but the original games looked tremendous, you know? I I just expected more of an upgrade on both of them. And when I played Stranger's Wrath, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had never played the original, but I had seen videos of it and everything. And when I played this, I was talking to Joel about it last week. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It is flat out gorgeous. Gorgeous! It is one of the best-looking games I've played this year. Do I lie? And Well, that was the thing. I said I expected everything Glenn said to be a little bit of hype, but when I got in there, I was like, wow, he undersold it. (laughs) I don't don't understand why people think I just hype shit up to hype it. If I love a game, I love it. I'm not going to bullshit anybody. No, I know, but I think it can get carried away at times, and I thought you were getting a little carried away. Well, says the guy that takes an hour to review a game. Well, you know. But I, I thought you were getting a little carried away with this. And then when I actually played it, I was like, whoa, if anything, you undersold it. <laughs> I mean, really, it's it's just stunning. It's beautiful. And it's such a fun game, too. Yeah, we yeah, as a so. team agreed again, and we're almost predictable here. We agreed with the community. We picked also the same game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have to give my love to Shadow and Eco. Um not only were they amazing to experience in this way, but it also made it a little easier to play because sometimes a frame rate did make Shadow of Colossus difficult. And uh, not to mention, uh, we've played a lot of games in 3D, but I've come up to the conclusion that the PS2 games that are updated to 3D look better than the PS3 games because those games probably already run at such a smooth frame rate on the PS3 that redrawing them twice doesn't take such a hit on the system. So not only do you have this beautiful environment just spreading out beyond your television, but it's moving at a super solid frame rate without any jaggies. So, I mean, that that 3D, it, I would show that to a, a friend as far as an example of good 3D before I'd show them like Uncharted, just because of how smooth it looks. Show them Child of Eden. Child of Eden. Why am I drawing a blank? Child of Eden, the one that's uh, kind of like the res. Uh, uh, oh, yes. I, I, yes, I skipped that yeah. one. Not on purpose. Not on purpose, though. No, it's, Show them yeah. so calm and uncharted. So calm, uncharted yeah. does look phenomenal. But, but, I mean, Uncharted looks great. But, I mean, it, again, it, it does have a little bit of, you know, the, the resolution takes a little bit of a hit because of how 
dense that game is with detail and quality that you have to redraw it twice and something's got to give. Um, so, I mean, yeah, for me, they, they all look phenomenal, but Uncharted, I mean, uh, Shadow of Colossus just looked perfect. Uh, and uh, Eco, same for Eco, but the game that I could play Eco on the PS2 and just be fine. Shadow of Colossus, it was pushing that little PS2 to yeah. its limits. And so seeing what it could have been if they had had the power to, you know, make their game run smoothly is was a big deal for me. That was the update that I wanted is just that smooth frame rate and and very sharp graphics. And, that, so. and that's, that's where I'm coming from, too. But we, we can't gloss over Joel's choice. Yeah, and before we get to that, we actually had I didn't announce the community the uh, community choices for second and third. Oh. Second went to Metal Gear Solid HD Collection with twenty three percent of the vote, and God of War Origins Collection also had twenty three percent of the vote. Wow. But Metal Gear Solid HD edged it out by just a couple, literally a couple votes. Huh. So oh, very close. And snacks. honorable mention, everybody agrees with Josh. Uh, Oddworld Strangers Wrath, Josh and Glenn, seventeen percent yeah. of the vote. So the community is right there with you guys. It seems to be well represented. Unlike my game, House of the Dead Overkill got a 3%. <laughs> I gotta get that still. I haven't even bought that game yet, but I really want it because I do honestly love the Wii version and I can't wait to, to get my hands on that PS3 version. Yeah, definitely a nope. personal choice. <laughs> Not and nobody voted asked. for Barbie's Horse Adventure HD. <laughs> well. Wait, I did I miss? Did, did we have that? I didn't catch that this last year. I didn't realize they re-released that trophy support, normal mapping. I went and spent uh, all the money on you know the Xbox version like a fool. I didn't realize they HD HDified it. I'm still out. waiting. I'm still waiting for Asteroids HD. That's it's that called a Super 3D? Stardust or <laughs> Battlezone HD. How about that? <laughs> That'd be awesome in 3D. That would be Ooh. awesome, actually. That would be awesome. <laughs> So uh, Stuart asked me to remind people that uh, if you're in PlayStation Plus, the Stranger's Wrath HD is actually on sale uh, for ten forty nine for the for this week. So, are you serious? Oh, I'm going to do it right after this. Yeah, and actually, uh, this is something I noticed. Uh, they put up the PSN top twenty numbers for for December. Now, remember mm-hmm. in the U.S. and this is the U.S. numbers. Stranger's Wrath came out on the twenty seventh, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's at number thirteen. It had four days. And it's number 13 for that month. That's it's get, crazy. It's getting a lot of love, too, I noticed from No, good for them. From gamers. I, I, nice to see. I, I played that on the original Xbox when it came out, and it just it was quirky. It was beautiful back then. As a matter of fact, I cite that game as one of the reasons why uh, when the, P, uh, the 360 launched, I wasn't that impressed with it. It wasn't any fanboy type thing because I bought it, you know, day one. It's simply that some of the original Xbox games, Stranger's Wrath being on top of that list, looks so damn good that, you know, the 360 was just an up version of some of the better games like that. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that's why it still looks great because it looked good back then. So, yeah, wait till yeah, you see the remake definitely. in action. Yeah, I'm picking that up tonight. I had no idea it was on, on a plus yep. sale. Ten forty nine down from fourteen ninety nine. It's worth every penny at fourteen ninety nine. So uh, if you're interested, grab that game seriously. And I, it's really funny because we were talking about tonight. He goes, "Oh, so do we win for anything?" I'm like, "Well, I wouldn't tell you if you won, but no." And I said, "I but I think your release date kind of screwed you because they really only had a few days to get voted on, and and it came in fourth. And I I started wondering, like, I wonder if it had like 
released a couple of weeks earlier than when it did, how it would have done on our voting. Very you know what it is? It's it's one of those uh, one of those '80s movies where you didn't win, but your entire community loves you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, actually, somebody <laughs> wrote it in for Game of the Year too, but I think that was him. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that, but I have a feeling that it might have been Stuart doing that. So, yeah, it's it's a great game. I really do love it. I still need to finish it. It's such a long game. Oh, somebody has turned their PS3 on. That was me. I'm actually going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you weren't kidding. And you guys say that I hype stuff. <laughs> well, All next right. category, we got our best co-op game. And uh, some interesting candidates here. It's a good year for co-op gaming, I think. Definitely. So, this uh, is a tough one, although we've got a clear winner. The nominees were, and like I said, quite a few, Skylanders, Ratchet & Clank All for One, Killzone 3, Portal 2, SOCOM 4, U.S. Navy SEALs, and Little Big Planet 2. So lots of, lots of good co-op games there. And the winner, with 45% of the vote, Portal 2. Wow. Well, I'm not surprised. Hells yeah. I'm not surprised. That's all we heard about when that game came out. Yeah, big strong co-op aspect to it. Little Big Planet 2, nice to see coming in strong here at second place with 25%. That's a co-op game i really enjoyed this last year and then 13 percent to kill zone 3 so kill zone nice. 3 got third place community vote nice ps nation winner are we predictable as usual here we are portal 2 we also picked the same as the community well you might have. a little bummed a little, <laughs> yeah a little bummed about ratchet and clank uh i thought that was an amazing amazing uh co-op game yeah that's when i'm late to the party on that i just started playing it but I picked it. I've played enough just in a short amount of time to realize it's my favorite co-op game of the year. This has no, just got just, tremendous co-op aspect to it. Yeah, and it's not only help me destroy this or, you know, shoot this. It's It's got co-op. It's it's very clever the way they do it. It's not just, you know, help destroy the bad guy. It's get me across this cliff. Okay, now let me pull you back now. And you got four people swinging on cables, you know. Uh, it's it's just a funny, you know, and fun uh co-op experience and they let you mix it up online offline uh, so it's it was great that was my choice but i can absolutely see why the other guys got picked too yeah me you and me you and that dead guy ray we got to play that soon yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, i'll join it. you guys because i haven't played that at all yet so really? yeah that might have changed my vote but portal 2 it's exactly what ray said about ratchet and clank you know it's it's whoa, whoa, funny. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. You said you haven't played it? Ratchet and Clank? Right, but you were getting on Joel because you didn't play <laughs> that fun game. <laughs> no, because yeah. I already know. I know Don't for a fact. spoil the hypocrisy, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't point out my three. flaws. <laughs> There's well, too many of them. You don't have enough play. fingers to point. <laughs> um, yeah, Portal 2... The humor in that game, it just made the game. And the cool thing was the co-op there wasn't just run through the game in co-op. It was a completely separate game. And you're being tested as two of the gun turrets that have been, you know, 
that are sort of anthropomorphized and they're running around and they're they're doing their thing but you need to play that with a second player and you need to play it with somebody you can trust because if you don't you're never getting out of the level (laughs) you really have to work together to get through that game and that's what's really cool about it see but that's my problem because i hate relying on somebody else well, that's the whole point of co-op. That's the I whole understand point that. Of that's co-op. why I don't play co-op normally, because I hate depending on somebody else. Yeah. Because nobody's as good as me. No. I, will, I will say, Resistance 3, I really enjoyed the co-op that, jo- uh, that Joel and I played. I, th- I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really well done, and it, it ran beautifully. So uh, oh, I think that might great. be the only co-op game I played this whole year. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of couch co-op, but not a lot of online. Did enjoy Resistance 3 also. That's pretty good in co-op. Nobody did it. Did we? Did Killzone go in there? I missed that. Yeah, took Killzone got third, with thirteen percent. Okay. Speaking of which, next category is the best multiplayer. And here we've tough. got Killzone as one of the nominees here, which is why I brought it up. We've got nominees: NCA, NCAA Football Twelve, Resistance Three, Killzone Three, Uncharted Three, MotorStorm Apocalypse, mm. and. Battlefield 3. Oh, there's a game that got forgotten. (laughs) Which one? Motorstorm Apocalypse. Yeah, it's definitely, it's another one of those early in the year games, kind of in the springtime. What a game it was. What a freaking game that was. Indeed. Well, the community choice for best multiplayer goes to... Battlefield 3, 44% of the vote. Sweet. Definitely deserved. Yeah, this was really difficult for me because I, I I still love Killzone Three like crazy, but Battlefield Three I'm a Battlefield nut, so it was obviously going to go to that. I've, I've been a, a fan of that series longer than Killzone. Second place went to Uncharted Three with twenty percent of the vote, and third again here Killzone Three seventeen percent. Nice, good. I'm glad it's not forgotten. No, not at all. Yeah, man, that's that was a game that. I hate to admit this, but I had to look at that a few times. Like, I'm putting together the golden mine carts, trying to figure out which games came out in 11. And seriously, I had to check multiple times to confirm that came out in 11. I don't know why, but for some reason, it might be those those box sets we gave away at GDC last year or MGC, excuse me. I think that's why I'm getting confused because we got those so early on. But yeah, I was was surprised too. I I was thinking it came out in November or something. Wait, no, no, it came out. Oh yeah, that's right. It did come out last year. Yeah. Like I said earlier, a lot of first-person shooters last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's really tough this year. Uncharted 3 is phenomenal on, online. It, it, it really took that next level, you know, past Uncharted 2 online. Uh, Uncharted 3 also, I mean, they're really supporting it well with a lot of DLC and that Fortune Hunters Club stuff. Killzone 3, they really made a lot of changes, but some of the people didn't like the changes. They thought it was kind of a move toward being more Call of Duty-ish. Call of Duty, uh, I could, yeah. Yeah, I could <laughs> see it with, with the melees. <laughs> well, you know, but the Call of Duty style. And, and everybody fears that a lot of first-person shooters are making that, that, that move toward that because it's so popular. Uh, Killzone 3, the really only the thing that I saw that was even close to that was the melee uh, kills, where you could come up behind somebody in a one-knife one kill, basically. Uh, but it was a dramatic kill. I mean, you, you, know, you come up and slit the guy's throat or whatever else. But Killzone 3, I mean, they made so many improvements. The speed was way, way higher. And 
just the frame rate and the color use and, and the map la- or, or the map design truly awesome. I, re- I really really like it, uh, and I also like you know some of the DLC that came out for it as well. Uh, the thing is, we spent so much time as a community on Killzone Two. It's it's really tough to make that that you know that jump over to the next one. But yeah. I thought they did a great job with Killzone Three. Uh, some people busted it single player wise on the story, but I thought the story was really cool to see. I love the story. The Helgen like blow up from the inside and, and show that they they are fallible and and that you know with this big battle that's going on be- between the ISA and the, and the Helgen, there's still this internal battle going on as well. And and it, it was just really neat to see that story. And I think a lot of people were kind of lost on that because I really thought it was great. It was great to see the continuation of what we had from the first games. And I, I got lost. Yeah, it was our actual, it was the, finally we bucked the trend here. It was our PS Nation team winner for multiplayer was Killzone 3. And I think it's because all of us put it in our list, in our top yeah. threes. Yeah. Every single one, I think. I have to go back and look. But I think that's why it got our team vote. Because every single one of us had it at least some, at some point ranked in there for multiplayer. Nice. Well, that was a hell of an experience. Uh, probably the first time I played something in 3D that... You know, I've been playing other yeah. games, but that's the first one um, where I was blown away. And I, I didn't understand the reviews that were criticizing the story because it if I had read the reviews and only taken them at face value, I would have thought, wow, I'm about to play the worst game ever written, you know, the worst <laughs> storyline. And it was anything but. Yeah. So I don't know where that came from, especially considering other games in the same genre that have atrocious stories. But, you know, they're like, oh, you know, let's write books about them and sequels. And, you know, it's like, what are you writing about? I mean, I turn left and shoot. Then I turn right. Then I go down a hallway and shoot. I mean, there's no there's no substance <laughs> behind this. Exactly. Killzone has substance. And, you know, it, it they elaborated on it in Killzone 3. Um it's you know I'm I'm just glad it's up there because it it definitely deserves that attention. One, one thing also music. That, oh yeah, the, oh, I love that soundtrack. The one thing that really also I want to bring up about Killzone Three that I think made it a great game, and not because it's there, but the fact that I played through the entire game using the move controls says mm-hmm. something about that game. For number one, me that doesn't like motion controls that much. And number two, to be able to get through a complex game like that. I mean, it's, a, it's an FPS first and foremost, but it's still kind of complex. And to be able to finish that game without really any problems whatsoever using just the move controls says something to me. And, it, you know, it, it's that option that's there, too. You're not forced to play that way. You can do it if you want. But I, I was yeah. really shocked that I made it all the way through that game because I was telling these two guys, yeah, I'll play for an hour. I'll probably throw it away, you know, like throw the controller or something and be done with it. I went through the whole game. Yeah, that does. Yeah, same here. After after hearing that's, I think that's. I remember. I think I did an article on it, just on how to. Because you, I think it was you that told me how you were playing it, and I was standing up and playing it. Oh, and then it's like, oh yeah, and and when you told me about like this is going to sound funny, resting it on your lap, and yeah. uh, that just made a world of difference. And it's like, okay, I need to write about this because that's how you play with the move, and it works perfectly. Yep. So that's why another reason I hate the sharpshooter because it. As you play wrong, basically. Right, yeah. You have to either stand up or at least be upright on your chair. Um, no yeah. wonder that thing's down to like $15 on clearance everywhere. <laughs> I, might, I might buy one just to have one. but <laughs> They're really getting really cheap. I'm seeing them in yeah. stores now. You, you know what, Joe? Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I remember Joel at GDC when they had me try it with the sharpshooter a couple times. And I'm like, eh, I can't play like this. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. <laughs> 
it's a little uncomfortable to play with yeah. personally. It's, I don't. it's funny because when I was playing Killzone, when I was trying it with the sharpshooter, and I'd get into a situation where I was in a hallway, and you know I was kind of leaning up shooting. There, it felt just right. Where it was really, really challenging is when I was walking around, you know, the big environments. But when I got into a firefight, that's where it worked. So it's almost like it works as a sharpshooter, as in a, you know, on-rail type of, you know, gameplay. But it's just not, it doesn't work when you actually have to run around, you know, environments with it. That's the problem I had with it. And actually, uh, since we're talking about Battlefield 3, we actually had somebody call in to accept this award as well. So uh, let's take a listen. Hello, this is Ian Tornay, otherwise known as Crash7800. I just wanted to call and thank the PS Nation community and listenership for voting Battlefield 3, the best multiplayer game in 2011, on behalf of the DICE Studios and the rest of EA. We uh, couldn't be happier about this. We're very proud to have won won this award, and uh, we look forward to uh, working with you guys more in the future and bringing you guys more content. So keep bringing us your suggestions, and we'll keep bringing you great games. Thanks, guys. Battlefield. 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 Hey guys, guess uh, guess who's online? Is he? I'm I'm gonna try to call him right now. We're gonna leave this on the hey. show too. Oh boy. Justin. Justin. There we are. Yay! Yay! He's back. Yay! You es- you escaped the minute man. And the <laughs> no, and you and have him. And the dog. <laughs> well, you have and an, the geo- you have impeccable timing. I'm going to get this out if I try really hard. You have impeccable timing, Justin, because we are right at the best PSP game. Nice. We're here for the home stretch. Well, here, let me let me let me add in a quick award. Um, The golden minecart for the worst uh, fucking Internet connection um, goes to me. And thank you, Comcast. You made it all possible. That's Comcastic. (laughs) It was having a speech. No, it's Xfinity. Yeah, that's that's the way to gloss over all your customer service issues. Just change your name, and then nobody will know. (laughs) Uh, It's brilliant marketing. It's a good way of doing it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The nominations for what ended up being the lowest voted on category of all of our gold mic cards. But the PSP was dead two years ago. Apparently. Yeah, well, the Vita is, is coming out, and there's obviously a lot of excitement about that, but not so much excitement for the departing PSP, at least based on the number of votes this year in 2011. But we did have some good nominations in Persona 2, Innocent Sin, Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles, yes. The Third Birthday, MLB 11, The Show, The City of 12, Final Fantasy, and Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together. And the winner with 23% of the vote. Uh, MLB this, 11. The show. Come on, people. How the fuck did this happen? Come I on, even, people. I even told Seriously? the team in San Diego that they won. They went, wait, for PSP? What? <laughs> How did this happen? Seriously. Oops. Yeah, I, I mean, went with ease. With all they these great RPGs the that came out on the they? PSP this year, and, and MLB 11, which is a roster update, wins the category. <laughs> Joining us once again, Mr. Ramon Russell from San Diego Studios for MLB The Show. Best best PSP game. That's definitely uh, a surprise. Uh, There's a lot of great PSP titles, so it's extremely flattering for us to uh, to win that category. Uh, I didn't think we'd have a shot at all, but you know. Anyway, you know, from everybody on the MLB team, thanks so much, and uh, we hope you like the uh, Vita version of the game this year. Uh, again, thank you. 
And let me let me clarify too. <sighs> we've had a lot of recent MLB coverage on our site based on sure. Glenn's visit to San Diego Studios. The vote was closed well before that traffic came to our site. So yeah. this isn't even influenced by the MLB crowd. This literally is your vote community for a PSP game of the year. But literally, what what the hell happened? I mean, we're I this. Was the sports I, category right next to the PSP best overall or something? And no, somebody just thought they clicked no. it twice. But the, I no. think everybody's just trying to suck up to Glenn. That's all. But I, I don't even pick this as the as the top one for PSP last year. I know, but they would think you it would was, if they had looked and they would. They admit it was a roster update. That's all it was because they couldn't do anything else with the engine. Yeah. <laughs> second second place went to the third birthday, which is what we picked as our PS yes. Nation winner. And that and should have been third the third place went to City at 12 Final Fantasy. Third birthday yeah, had dude. 20% of the votes, so it was very close. MLB 11 had 23%. The City at 12 had 18%. So they're all pretty close as far as bandwidth. But uh, commu- uh, Actually, community picked MLB and we picked third birthday. I, I did have, I had a tough time with this one as well. I almost picked the same one Glenn actually picked as his number one overall there, which was the one of the best two. game ever. <laughs> I didn't realize you played that this last year. Yeah. yeah East well, One and ta- Two Chronicles is fantastic. And I actually voted for Open Felgana, and then Joel went, uh, you know, that was 2010. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, East, East One and Two Chronicles then, because it's the second best out of that trilogy. So, or out of the well, in your defense, Glenn, I, it was out on UMD in November of 10, and I think hit PSN in 11. Oh, it was close. So it should have been PSN best overall. Ah. <laughs> it's glad to see the specter of Mark is still somewhere around the podcast. I mean, just the, the East love is is constant. Well, that's the funny thing. I mean, Mark is uh, an East fanatic. You go down to his basement and it's just East shit everywhere. But I've been a long running fan of the series as well. Just not every single game like Mark. The you know Mark knows every single one of these games by heart and. But I mean, when East, East Book One and Two came out on the Turbo Graphics, I was hooked instantly, and and I still I played through it again a few years ago even, and uh, I just really love the game. I I, th- I think it's just a blast, and it's it's something that really holds up even with the the simplistic graphics on the Turbo Graphics and everything. The game holds up really really well, and it's a great story. It's a lot of fun. The voice acting on the Turbo Graphics version is fantastic. Uh, the PSP version here of Chronicles, you know, it's all these redone graphics. It's got a, it's got like two or three soundtracks on it, at least two. Uh, the visuals have been updated from the Turbo Graphics version. It looks fantastic. It plays great. It's the same games, but on a portable, and it, it's a great experience. Although I will say, Oath and Felgon is still a better game. But uh, East One, East One and Two Chronicles is fantastic, and and for anybody out there yeah. who likes action action RPGs, you should definitely pick it up for PSP. Yeah, I played the original on the Sega Master System. That was just each and, one? Uh, yeah, yeah, but hearing that music, um, you know, the updated music on the on the PSP version, yeah, that was awesome. I love that game. I love the, I mean, the, the collection, both of them. That was, my, that was definitely my choice. It was tough, because for me, there wasn't a lot this year. Um, last year, I had Valkyria Chronicles. This year, not, not much for me. Well, and also I think that Tactics Ogre not being in the top three, I feel like they sort of got robbed because, I mean, that was, that was a really great game. And it was definitely something – I mean, I'm a big strategy fan, and that was definitely something different from what we've seen, generally seen on the PSP. And also 
um, a little bit more hardcore and a little more complex than generally we see with strategy RPGs. And I loved it. I, didn't, I played a, I played a few only a few hours into it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and I just feel bad that that didn't make the top three. But hey, they can't they can't all they can't all be winners, you know. Let's give an honorable mention because looking here at the at the it's, votes, it was super close. It's one vote less than the city at 12 so yeah. very very close for tying at third place literally one vote difference well and also and for this and for the city i mean people would think that maybe that was just a roster update but um it, i mean as i sort of stated in my review of the city that it really was it did add this whole new campaign onto the front end and then just basically at, basically it took the entire first game and added a whole new campaign to the front end and then let you play through the entire original Dissidia again with your new beefed up characters and the new characters they added and I mean it was it was a really impressive it was a really impressive game if you like that style of game I realize it's not for everyone but that sort of combo fighting uh, RPG game was really I mean it definitely carves out its own space and is a strong franchise and I'd like to see I would like to see Dissidia continue hopefully on the Vita that would be great this is a category where the write-ins almost were up to the other levels of votes. So, and that was for Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky. Awesome game! Hey, nice. You guys yeah, had a chance nice. to play that. Got yes. quite a few write-ins, so the community really enjoyed that one. That is a fantastic game. Another Falcom game, but uh, very, very good entry into the series. Wait, Legend of Heroes? Yeah. Am I, am I thinking wrong? I thought Legend of Heroes has been like it was one of the first RP, uh, RPG series for the PSP. Just yeah, there were three. Kind of, there were three of them that came out right away. There was yeah. uh, the first three. This one was uh, I can't remember if it was a remake of one of them or see. Mark knows all this shit. That's why we should have had him on yeah. tonight. But no, I really like this one because uh, I really like the first one on the PSP. I hadn't mm-hmm. get to the third one yet, but and uh, I played through the first one. I got partway through the second that's where i stopped but then i got this one and i really enjoyed it trails in the sky oh yeah that's a cool little uh you know traditional rpg yeah yeah next category this was i'm sorry to cut you off go ahead (laughs) 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 all right next category and this is a biggie we're right in the final stretch now so we've got the, the two biggest ones left, and the PlayStation Network and the PS3 Best. First, oh. we've got the Best of PSN. Lots to choose from. Another impossible category to Lots choose. Lots of write-ins. Yeah. I, I actually had to turn my Vita on because I was at my parents when I was filling this out for you guys. Mm-hmm. I had to turn my Vita on and go to Remote Play and go to my PS3 and look through all my PSN games because I knew there were some I was missing in my head. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a big year for PSN. Yeah. A lot of unique titles, and this our list of nominees here, I think, demonstrate that quite well. We've got Plants vs. Zombies as one of the nominees. Rochard. Which is Pixel Junk Side Scroller. Limbo. Marvel Pinball. And Infamous Festival of Blood. Mm-hmm. And the winner... With 33% of the vote and pretty much more than double second place is Infamous Festival of Blood. Wow, there we go. Good for them. Yeah, nice to see that there. Limbo got second place with 17%. A very, very close third went to Marvel Pinball, also with 17%. Limbo just happened to have a couple votes more than uh, Marvel Pinball. Pinball got robbed. But nice to see. I mean, we're obviously big pinball guys. We talk about it on our show. 
our community it's obviously is playing that as well so you go to another community it might not even make the list yeah i didn't see it make many of the the psn best ofs out there so it's kind of proud proud and happy to see it hit number three here for us our choice got me into that oh wow our our choice went to marvel pinball so the ps nation team winner is marvel pinball I, it was a tough one, though. I mean, I was thinking Pixel Junk and Side Scroller as well, and I was thinking Infamous Festival Blood. Uh, honestly, I was thinking Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD, too. Uh, that was definitely on my short list. Well, I think the issue yeah. with that one, it came out late, in, and especially over the holidays when everyone was just trying to get through their yeah. backlog or was sort of getting the holiday gaming glut, and so I think that, that didn't do it any favors, I don't think. True, true. This this was such a tough category, but I'm glad that Infamous got it because really it, this was sort of a – it was a little bit of polarizing when it came out. Like a lot of people complained that it was too short, that there wasn't enough content, that the, you know they, there was a lot of focus on the negatives of this. Uh, but I thought for a $10 PSN title, it was spectacular. For the content you were getting, and uh, you were getting the infamous two game engine in a ten dollar download, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it also has the user generated content, so the game isn't over when you're done with it. There's more stuff to play, and there's always going to be more stuff to play as as long as people keep creating stuff for it. So. I, you know all these all these games though they were all so good and Limbo I'm actually glad Limbo got the recognition too because that's one of those games that could have been just ignored because it was out a year before on the 360 yeah kind of like Mass Effect 2 that Glenn mentioned yeah. Yeah. similar yeah. reasons yeah but it's a great game and I'm glad that people have played it and they recognize that that it really is a, a fun interesting title for the PSN. Another Very game that the highlights. community really recognized and it received a lot of write-in votes was for Outland, which of course is it's a from the team at Housemark. Yeah, I didn't get a chance a really to play game. that, unfortunately. It's one of my pile of shame games. Yeah, same here. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's been, this, this has been the toughest category for me because there was a lot more, uh, th- there were more games that stood out on PSN than, you know, on PS3, like disc based, because, you know, you knew exactly who the heavy hitters were. But on PSN, it's it's an it's a very gray area where, you know, all these fantastic games are coming out and there's no expectations behind them. Um, mine was Rocket Birds. I mean, I didn't vote for it because I thought Infamous was my, you know, was better for me. But Rocket Birds was an amazing game that just, you know, goes by people's radars. But it was just a great co-op game with you know chaos and blood and you know uh, beautiful animation, wonderful 3D. But that's why this category was so difficult because there was so many. Outlands was another one. Yeah, I, the problem with Rocket Birds uh, is that the shooter portion was kind of wonky. That's the only thing I really didn't like about the game. When you got up, it got the, very difficult. It got difficult too. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the biggest problem I had with it. It didn't receive a single write-in vote, believe it or not. It's, it's a game that I don't think sold very well. That, and Quite it's a few really runs. good. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, Pain, I- Pain was a good PSN game in 2011. Didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, and seriously, and, I've, and 2009, and if, if I cracked a joke for all the funny write-ins, I know that I would be encouraging more of this 
goofiness next year. So I've purposefully left a lot of it out. <laughs> but for some reason, pain just sort of stood out on this list. Wasn't Josh's <laughs> beard on there or something? <laughs> no, no, that was, was a, on one of the lists. That was for best overall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. You gave away the winner. Way to go, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another, another game that made the list, and I think if I recall, this might be one that Justin reviewed uh, from Dust. Oh, yeah, yes. and I know it oh, yeah. made a it made a few lists out there. I just wanted to hear kind of your thoughts on From Dust and where it fit maybe in your PSN Game of the Year list. It it ranked pretty high for me. Um, I really I think it, I think I actually put it in at number two behind Limbo. Um, I really like From Dust. I mean, it was just I again as I've always said, even with my when I was writing up Catherine, I like weird stuff. So for example, stuff that is either super simple and does really interesting mechanics like Limbo. Limbo, I really love. That was my number one that I put in. And then also From Dust. Um, From Dust had the God game aspect. I've always been a big fan of God games. I remember playing Populous uh, way back in the day. And this is just sort of the an interesting sort of modern take on that with a lot of um, more mechanics. I feel like I'm a little bit more in control uh, of what's happening with the environment and the deformable nature of the environment. And it was just a gorgeous game, first of all. Just visually, it's striking. It has a cool mechanic. You're trying to get these these little guys running all over the map from one idol to another and eventually out of the level, but then having to deal with floods periodically or volcanoes blowing up or even exploding rocks. I mean, it was just a really interesting mechanic. Beautiful game. Um Again, sort of sim- simple. Simplicity, basically like a two-button controller as far as you either suck up land or drop it, and then a variety of effects that you could do with it. And then I liked Limbo a lot for the same reason, that it was basically a two-button system, but there were so many little mechanics that you didn't even realize were in there, whether it was actually trying to like flip switches back and forth to manipulate magnets or pushing a cart, um, moving actually a minecart. hey, there we go, um, right. around to get some momentum going. Exactly. There you go. Um, there was a lot of com- I, I like simple ideas, but that have a lot of uh, complex complexity in their depth and as far as their systems go. So it looks very simple on the surface, but then as you dig in more and more, it gets more complex and interesting. And you really feel rewarded when you're able to take these simple mechanics and really conquer a challenge. And I feel both Limbo and From Dust was able to really do that effectively this year on the PSN. Yeah, and, uh, and actually, if you um, like, like weird games, I think Ray will uh, agree with me. Uh, you might want to try Rocket Birds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I wanted to give a mention to one game um, because it did come out last year, and you know it came out so late that it wasn't on anybody's radar, and, and that would be trying to, um, as, oh, far yeah. as, uh, as far as games that just are pleasing to look at and you know fun to play but just amazing visually, uh, trying to is is it just stepped it up from the original. Um, it's it's a co-op game. It's a it's kind of a platformer, but not not really because you're. It's not just you know jumping over things. You've got a wizard, you've got the fighter, and you've got a you know the the thief archer, and you work together to get through these puzzles. But you know I won't go into too much too much detail on it. But it is a beautiful game and definitely worth trying. Um, I'm not sure if there's a demo for it on PSN, but uh, if you like the first one, the second one's even better. Hmm. And man, the only thing is I wish that game was in 3D. Which originally was supposed to be, I believe. I know the PC one is right. Yeah, and I have it on the on the Mac too, and and it has an option for 3D. So I'm hmm. not sure why they turned it off, but it, you know, it's 3D is just a you know it's a perk, it's something cool, but not it's not required. The game looks amazing, and and you look at those backgrounds, and and you just get lost in the environment. 
but it's also very, you know, it's got a very quirky story, an, an amazing narrator that just kind of pokes fun at the characters. And if you can play with the buddy, it is challenging because the puzzles aren't just, you know, you're not just playing co-op to kill bad guys. You have to help each other get through the environments with the different abilities that each character has. And, you know, it, it, it's challenging, but it's, it's what I love about it is that it's a different type of, type of cooperative game. Um, so yeah, I definitely wanted to give a nod to that game because it is beautiful. It's just a latecomer. I still haven't checked out the original Trine, but I loved Lost Vikings, and I understand that from the original Trine demo that I played, and people who talk about Trine, that it's very much inspired by sort of that Lost Vikings. You have three different guys, and they're all doing different things to try to conquer little puzzles. And I definitely need to go back and check those out. I'm, I'm very excited to try to get get that in get that in my in my backlog play shortly. Yeah, if you do, we. Uh, Definitely, I think I'm not sure if it has online co-op, but uh, if it does, we should definitely try it. That, that sounds good. Cool. So, onward. All right, we made a match. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, the the granddaddy of them all, PS3 best overall. And I can't speak for all of you, but I'm sure you probably feel the same as me. Very very tough yeah. to choose a winner for this category. Our community, all of you have chosen a clear-cut winner, and it's you know more than double the vote to number two. Personally, I really had a hard time with this. Really hard time with this, because literally, when it came down to game of the year, I could literally pick from three or four games. You know, and it, that was, it was tough. So, without further ado, the nominees, and of course, some good discussion here after. The nominees were Killzone 3, Portal 2, Batman Arkham City, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, Infamous 2, and Uncharted 3. And the winner with 43% of the vote, Uncharted 3. <laughs> this is all we have. It's royalty free. That's all I can use. There's nothing all that we got them live. Yes. <laughs> second second vote, highest vote getter, I should say, went to Batman Arkham City. Nineteen percent. So as you heard, Uncharted three forty three percent. Batman nineteen percent. So. Definitely your clear-cut winner. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim got 14% of the vote. Portal 2, 9%. Infamous 2, 4%. Last but certainly not least in our hearts, Killzone 3, 3% of the vote. A lot of write-ins for Dark Souls. A lot of Dark Souls write-ins. So it seems to be strongly received by the community. Damn near came close to hitting Killzone 3 for uh, fifth place. That's how many write-ins there were for Dark Souls. Uh, so before we get to the discussion, uh, we actually have a guest to uh, that came on to uh, actually accept the award uh, from Naughty Dog Studios. Uh, this is Justin Richmond, who is the game director for Uncharted 3. How are you doing, sir? Thank you guys so much. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an honor. Thank you guys very much for the award. I mean, uh, you know, PS Nation has obviously always been big fans of us. And, you know, thank you very much for this, this, this one also. Well, and it's such a special award, obviously, because the whole minecart thing goes back to the first Uncharted. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> Having the award, you know, sort of named after a joke about your game is pretty awesome, and then to win it, you know, again, is is, is amazing. So, thank you guys very much. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, does anything pop out during the development of Uncharted Three that just kind of sticks in your mind, like one of those really funny stories that everybody talks about in the office, or 
Anything like that at all? Sure. I mean, <laughs> there's a bunch. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things was there was a day where um, I, I can't remember why, but a bunch of the computers were down, you know, and it was high stress. You know, people were kind of freaking out. And then one of the guys just pulled out his remote control car. And so we had these remote control car races for about an hour while we're, <laughs> while we're sitting around in crunch, you know, trying to get this game done. But everything was down. So it was, you know, more or less people betting on a remote control car race for, for a couple hours while nice. the stuff got back up and running. So that was pretty awesome. What are the dogs doing when all those cars are riding around? What's that? I'm sorry. What are the dogs doing in the office when all those oh. cars are flying all over the place? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like ever since we, you know, we have uh, just for the the people out here who don't know, we actually have two naughty dogs. We have um, both Trumpet and. Um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Pogo. Um, and so basically the owners each have a dog and they can, you know, they bring him in every once in a while. But uh, this summer we really only had Pogo around for a while, which was uh, a French bulldog who's awesome. Uh, and he kind of just gets into everything. So, he, you know, when that was going on, he's just, you know, chasing the car around, doing whatever, barking, going nuts. Um, but it's pretty awesome. We actually, you know, we have a special deal where we can have dogs in the office just to make sure that we have the, you know, the naughty dog reputation keeps on going. Nice. Well, you, what you have to do, we had uh, Stuart Gilray on from Just Add Water a few weeks ago. They have the uh, the little uh, remote-control helicopters now. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the, we'll have to upgrade next time. <laughs> Get <laughs> you know, the AR drones. This time we'll, we'll upgrade. Yeah, exactly. No, those things are really cool. I've seen those, and uh, you can zoom all over the place, which is awesome. Well, they have them every year at E3, don't they, Josh? Yeah. Like if you go outside yeah. between the West Hall and the South Hall, they just have like this little tent outside. Ah, uh, they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you see them in the mall, too, I guess. Yeah, I got I to yeah, pick it up for uh, for our next set of bedding, I guess, for next game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously Uncharted 3 did really, really well. Uh, you know, the, the online seems to be even going stronger than Uncharted 2 did. Uh, do you guys, obviously you're probably still working on some DLC for it and, and maybe some other plans. Is, is there anything you guys can talk about today? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, the really cool thing is that we're, you know, we, we do have this awesome community and, you know, we've seen this great growth with the new online stuff and, and we're really proud of it. And, you know, I think we worked even harder on, on the multiplayer this time than we did last time. If that's even possible to try and get, you know, even more content out there. And so one of the, one of the things about that is that we're doing a ton of DLC this time. Um, we've got a bunch of map packs coming out and, uh, and a bunch of skins and stuff. But, um, the cool thing is that the coolest thing that I, we can't even talk about yet, but I just want to stress how cool this DLC is we're going to have. It's like, it's unlike anything we've really ever done before, and uh, and I can't wait for us to announce it. We can't announce it today, but I just want to sort of hint at how cool this thing is that's coming up that people are going to be able to find out about pretty soon. So uh, don't worry. We have tons of stuff coming down the pipe for you guys. <laughs> Crash speculation. Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot skin confirmed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as awesome as that would be, we actually, you know, we don't even own, you know, Crash anymore. It's actually Universal or, yeah. or Activision or whoever. So unfortunately, no, no Crash in the uh, in the Uncharted universe. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking minecart races personally. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, sense. we, we got to do it, right? You know, it makes sense. The, you know, uncarded is the joke we always make about, you know, what we should do next. You know, we, you know, you have Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, 3, and then a cart racer, and then, you know, Jack 1, 2, 3, and then a cart racer. So, you know, obviously that's what we should be doing, uncarded. See? Jeez, I swear I should work in some of these places. <laughs> cool. Well, I, yeah, we, we just wanted to get you on here and talk to you a little bit about this game. I mean, obviously, uh, I don't think it's any surprise that I love the game as much as I do. I mean, when we got it early, I think I played through it twice right away. And uh, oh, Awesome. Thank you very much. I mean, for me with this game, it, it was really, to me, it's the deepest story you guys have done. And Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the, sorry, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead. It was, it was more about 
how how you went or you know how everything went into the character's past a little bit and and you know all the flashbacks but also just that deep storyline and when you well, might as well just spoil it a little bit everybody's probably played this by now but you know when you when you get to the lost city and, and you've got these basically well i was calling them ghost rider but you know these 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 guys that would come out and they were flaming and, and you're going after them and you're like what the heck is going on with these guys and and when you sure. find out afterwards that the game is completely screwing with your head I just right. loved the fact right. that that was happening because it was screwing with my head. I was getting really, really ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, yeah, we spent a lot of time sort of trying to figure that stuff out, trying to make sure it feels. Obviously, we always want to make, make sure the game feels real, and you know, everybody here really has a you know cares a lot about authenticity, which is why we do so much research about these the real world places. But then when you get the chance to go nuts, you know, we want to make sure that that stuff feels like it's still in the same world and it still you know exists in the same you know universe that we do. That it's always on in reality. You know, that it's, it's not magic. You know. There is something going on that can be explained at any given point. Uh, and so that's where that, that idea for the, we call them the shades, that, that's where that came from. You know, and then also just looking into the mythology of that, that region and then the city of brass and stuff. Um, you know, jinn or, or genies are, are you know, beings of smokeless fire, and that's sort of a, a critical piece of all those, uh, those parts of that, of that universe and, and those legends. So uh, you know, doing homage to that as well was, was super important. So uh, that's where all that, that sort of came from. And then you know, we had to twist it a little bit and get to, get to mess with your head a little bit even more. So that was, that was fun. It was fun to work on that stuff. That was really cool. I, I, I especially like the humor that was in this one. I was just flat out laughing. I, I said it on the show when I played through it that uh, the part where they get to, I guess it's France, and they're they're coming up to that big chateau, and they see the car, and Nate turns around. And he's like, "Hey, Sully, your first car." I just, for some reason, I couldn't stop laughing at that line. That's a great, that's a great line. You know, and it's. I think I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong on this. You have to ask me, but I'm pretty sure that line was a, was a Nolan North original. I think that was a, an ad lib when he was watching the footage of of the gameplay. So it's you know a lot of the great stuff comes from you know Amy and and other people in the ADR studio sort of writing lines and then having the actors play off of them. So um, you know the the actors are a huge piece of what we do, and and that that's the kind of stuff we get out of them. You know, because they're such good good partners for us. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. This this game really showed the growth of the characters and the really how close they are. You know, all of them. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you know. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I think you know we spend obviously a lot of time working on that stuff, and um, you know, it's awesome when people sort of recognize us for that because it is a huge piece of of what what makes Uncharted Uncharted. I think, and uh, you know, it's cool. We got to sort of go back and and set up how, how you know Nate and Sully's relationship and. A bunch of stuff we never got to talk about, sort of in the first game with Sir Francis Drake. We got to, to tie into this game, which is which is really cool. Uh, it was a nice little sort of uh, you know way to, to tie back into all that cool history that we had explored a little bit in the first game. Another thing that I think, uh, especially Naughty Dog, does better than anyone else is completely screws with our heads in terms of what is shown before the game comes out and what is actually <laughs> sure, in the yeah. game. Because you know, Josh and I sat at E three in, in that demo where you know at the airport. And sure. I got to that point in the game, like, oh, I know what to expect. I know exactly. Whoa, what? Where? Where'd this come from? And <laughs> no, whoa! It, 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 every single thing that we had demoed was completely different when we got to the game. Basically, I mean, it was just extended completely. So sure, I mean, yeah, we're we're pretty careful about that stuff, obviously. You know, and then you know, leading into E three, we knew that that that, that loss in the desert sequence was going to hinge on, you know 
how much people bought into that that plane crash, and so we spent a lot of time working on that as as well as the next bit, you know, where he's sort of lost and by himself and at his lowest point there, you know, is where he's wandering through the desert, making sure that the, those beats paid off well, and that you know you went from this amazing epic set piece into this sort of moment where you're like, oh my god, I'm, I'm completely screwed because of my own actions. Um, that was a huge piece of of what we knew was coming up. So we, you know, when people saw that stuff, we were like, oh, you know, here's a bit of it, <laughs> uh, knowing that full well that the full game you know, had a, had a lot more in store. And so we're, you know, we're pretty careful about that, but it's, it's definitely a, a tricky balance to maintain. Also best 3d ever still, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah, very much. Awesome. We, Thank you. You know, we we've always said that if we we're going to do something, we had to do it right. And so, you know, we did the, the the two passes 3D, which is you know, it took a lot more work, but it was definitely worth it. I think in the long run, in terms of the the results we got. And then the cool thing was also when we were developing that, we realized we could do split screen, which you know just added a ton to the to the multiplayer support because you know we're we've, we're old school guys. You know, we want to play on the couch with our friends and stuff. And so, adding split screen, I think, added that a, a little bit of that to to that flavor of you know being able to jump online with your brother and, and play together. You know, sitting together on the same room sort of get that that fun you know ribbing back and forth being in the same room with somebody sure well uh i guess uh next up you can just tell us the the, the date for uncharted 4 if you want <laughs> we, we know no, pr's on the line but know. she won't say anything she's She's reading a book or something, so you can just tell us. <laughs> no, I mean for real. You know, everybody. First of all, they took a, a well-deserved break after after Uncharted Three. You know, people, we worked pretty hard, and uh, and people took some time off. And now, sort of come back together as a company and, and figuring out, you know, where we're headed and what we want to do next. And obviously, we've got The Last of Us out there now, which is you know we're really excited about that as well. And, um, and you know, as a company, we we feel like you know we've got the chops now to do multiple games. So I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll see. But uh, but no confirmations either way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's a yes. All right, Josh, uh, Josh uh, tweet it right away, and, and we'll just... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, we know your time is, is precious, sir, and uh, we just wanted to thank you for uh, coming on and, and accepting the award in person. Uh, we will definitely... We actually have trophies this year, so uh, we'll be sending that out to you folks, and, and please... Extend our congratulations to the rest of the dogs, and uh, hopefully we'll... Uh, of course, I will. Thank you guys so much. I mean, you know, PS Nation, you guys have always supported us, and, and we really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for the award. It does mean a lot to us. And, like, you know, once we get that thing, we'll throw up in the award case. We'll have to take a picture and send it out to you so you can see nice. it there alongside all the other stuff. So very cool. Well, thanks for making our favorite games. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. You too. Talk to you guys later. Yep. Thanks. All right, well, uh, congratulations to the dogs uh, on Turtle 3. Obviously, a, a favorite of our community and a favorite of mine as well. Uh, so thanks very much to Justin, or Justin for taking the time out of his schedule to talk to us uh, today. So uh, on with the discussions. Uh, I know we're probably going to have a lot to talk about here. Yeah, but, before we do, the PS Nation winner, uh, us as a team, we selected Batman Arkham City. Hmm. So again, uh-huh. just to, to remind people how this worked for us, we basically put three to three, a top three for each category, and then I compiled all of our votes together using rankings. So it's not it's, that we collectively chose Batman as the game. It's just based on our personal rankings combined. We use Batman, the BCS Arkham system. City. That's right. That's, what it <laughs> sounds like. That's how Barbie HD is going to win. <laughs> and then when it was a... When it was a toss-up, we'd call Glenn's mom. How's that for a flashback? Oh. And then she would, she would pick the winner. Remember when she used to do that? I was just thinking about oh, that the other right. day. We used to call her? Oh. Back in the day for a contest, you'd call your mom and be like, okay, pick, pick a, a number pick between a number. That's one right. and... <laughs> so Glenn's mom, random.org before random.org was there. Yes. Nice. Don't speak <laughs> ill of mother. Not to go off on a very small tangent, but uh, mm-hmm. you guys heard the news 
today on Batman? No. No. Um, Rocksteady is now uh, looking to work on a Ninja Turtle game. <gasps> wow. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's off. It's it's rumored, but very strong rumor today that their next project is a dark Ninja Turtle game. Oh so, anyway, first. Back, Year yeah, 2012, why, Golden Minecart Award winner, Teenage uh-huh. Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Arkham City. <laughs> And the best DLC, the Vanilla Ice add-on. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go, Turtles. Go, Turtles. Go. As long as you can kick his ass up and down the streets. <laughs> well, who can't Probably really kick his ass up and down the streets? <laughs> Isn't that right, Rob Van Winkle? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, for, for the PS Nation winner, um, Batman won, but it seems like each of the hosts had a different actual favorite. So how did Batman Arkham City actually win for the PS Nation uh, vote? Was it just everyone's like number two, and that's how it just sort of cro- uh, cre- uh, sort of creeped up there to the number one Dude, spot? Dude, you it's can't you damn dirty the BCS. Yeah, you can't really explain the BCS system. <laughs> you it's give bl- me your, your choices. I go through some sort of criteria, which I prefer not to reveal, and then I spit out the winner. So it's, Joel just picks the winner randomly. It's dependent on my mood. <laughs> It's, nope. it's kind of like the way they make chicken nuggets at McDonald's. Exactly. They don't use actual chickens. That's the whole. <laughs> they just grind it trick. up and some come, something comes out. That's you just right. shove it. You just shove it in dipping sauce and hope for the best. Actually, exactly. I thought I thought because, you know, we're here in Wisconsin and everything. I thought you were using kind of the normal method we use here in Wisconsin. And that was you go out to a farm and you lay out this big mat and you have all the like a bunch of squares with the names of the of the nominees. And then you let the cows loose, and whichever one they shit on first, that's the winner. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought that's, that's what why. you were doing, that's, Joel. That's how this won. Oh, <laughs> we've revealed our <laughs> secrets. No, basically, that we each each of us as a PS Nation host and writer put a top three in each category, and then what I did is I, I gave them a point value. So your number one got three points, your number two got two points, your number three got one point. And then I compiled the points together. So, yeah, to, to your point, Justin, it, it, it was, or Ray, I forget who said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> Batman Arkham City, I, I think, was on everybody's list at some point or another. And then just based on the, the accumulation of that, ended up being our overall winner. But now that you mention it, why don't we go through our, our individual winners? Mine's going to take a lot of explaining, probably a little bit ahead in the sand. So I'll, I'll go last. Splendid, <laughs> though. Do you guys just want to talk through your personal choices for best PS3 overall? I'll go first because mine will be quick. Uh, I picked Uncharted 3. Uh, reason being is that it's it's the complete package. You know, it's it's a great multiplayer that's better than than two. Uh, I like I said before, I think the story is better in three, and it's the best they've done. Uh, visuals obviously were better. Uh, the 3D was outstanding. Uh, just the entire package, I think you just couldn't beat it this year, and and that's why I voted for it. I was incredibly torn on this, and uh, partly what it came down to, I figured Uncharted was going to win anyway, so I didn't want to pick it. <laughs> I figured, I why bother? It's going to win. No, I figured everybody was going to vote for that anyway, and what I really, really thought about it, you know, I loved Uncharted 3. It was, I think it was the best of the series I think it really showed a maturity and it showed better story well I I explained it all in that interview with yeah I don't need to go over that again but 
<laughs> Portal 2 is what I picked because honestly, when I thought back to all the different games, I had a smile on my face from beginning to end in this game. And several parts, I had to pause the game because I was laughing so hard at just the delivery of the lines and some of the lines that were coming. And the story in the game was one of the most fun storylines I've ever played through. The voice acting was spot on. It was just perfect. And the the choices in characters and the way they built a story out of this from Portal 1 to Portal 2, I loved it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. So that's what I went with. It just everything about that game just captured me and just pulled me right in and I couldn't I couldn't play it fast enough and when I was done I just I wish there was more you know and that's the kind of game that I thought well that's got to be up there if not the game of the year it's got to be top three at least top two it was it was that kind of game for me so that's why I went with that hmm. yeah, and for me I had a really hard time and actually I picked one and then replaced it and then replaced it again so <laughs> it literally took a lot of contemplation and then three revisions for me to choose my game of the year it was very difficult i was torn between batman arkham city pixel junk side scroller which i just loved and what i eventually chose was mortal Kombat. Wow. believe it or not when it came down to deciding between what i thought was very tough competition my personal choice went down to what I played the most and what I had the most fun with this year. And when it, when it comes to, to me and my buddies and all the good times that we had playing Mortal Kombat together, it just has a, it has a special place in my heart even after just one year. So really tough decision, but literally based on the amount of time and the amount of fun, went with Mortal Kombat. I guess for me, uh, it, it was an easy choice, but, but even then I still kind of had to go over a couple of things in my head. I mean, uh, Uncharted, I was beaming the whole time I was playing that game. It was a, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I had my fiance sitting with me the whole time. So that commercial is absolutely true. She did want me to play so she could watch this movie that I was playing. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm dead serious. She would ask me, are you going to play it tonight? Are you going to play it tonight? Um, infamous because of what I said before, it, it was the true, superhero comic book game that wasn't about a superhero that we know but ultimately it it came to skyrim because you know i can spend 20 bucks go out and have some drinks and you know come home with the buzz and and you know piss it out later that night i can pay 20 bucks to go see a two-hour movie um there's so many different things that you know but comparatively, paying 60 bucks for a game that I've already played for nearly 150 hours, oh that's God. the most value. Yeah, that is the most value I've gotten in any entertainment, you know, form of entertainment, movies, music. I mean, that game has more than, you know, paid for itself um, in terms of value of, you know, gameplay and hours spent on it. And, you know, I played it last night and it's it's starting to get to the point where you know i'm ready to for the next thing but it did so it, it gave me more than enough game time so that's why it's mine wow it's a lot of that time. is a lot of time for sure okay. um basically my top two it was split between uh batman arkham city and uncharted 3 no surprise there um but i would what i ended up going with i ended up going with batman arkham city and here's why i had issues 
I'll be straight up. I don't think either story is perfect. I have issues with both Batman Arkham City and Uncharted. I think that Batman, that Uncharted specifically started really strong and had a really good middle section. But I feel like this with all of the Uncharted games that they sort of peter out during the end. I feel like the ending is not the strongest part of the game. It doesn't crescendo that way. I feel like especially sort of in the middle or even towards the beginning in especially Uncharted 3, that is the strongest part of the game. The intro to, the, to that is fantastic, really interesting. And... Um, I enjoyed it, but I still think Batman was the ultimate winner. I have problems with that story as well. I think that the beginning part of it is a little odd as far as you're doing all these sort of fetch quests for various villains around the city. And But I do feel it has a really strong climax and really ends nicely. But it, what ended up, ended up coming down for me um, was gameplay. And I felt like in Arkham City, every time I died, I knew why I died and I felt like it was my fault. <laughs> I didn't yeah. complete I didn't. Com- I didn't complete a combo. I missed the perfect timing bonus. I could have swooped down or I could have thrown batter, jumped up and thrown batterings. There was a lot of, there's a lot of flexibility uh, with that system that, again, I felt like I was very much in control. Uncharted, on the other hand, I felt, especially, for example, in the boat graveyard part, um, it's really easy when you're dealing with a ton of enemies for them just to, for one guy to get behind you and just put a shotgun shell in the back of your head and that's it. And so I just felt like that prevented me from really making it feel like I was in control of the situation the whole time. And I do appreciate that Uncharted started trying to do something different this year by adding a lot more melee combat. And I think it was overall pretty successful, but there also were a lot of cheap deaths and certain areas where I felt like I couldn't avoid things. So that's why I put Batman Arkham City as my top over Uncharted, though I, though I enjoyed uh, both games immensely and played through both of them in about two or three days each. Yeah, unfortunately, we were we weren't able to have Jason and Raj join us tonight. Uh, Jason, I think, was attending some movie premiere, as is typical with Jason. Raj is just in a completely different time zone, and unfortunately, we weren't able to work it out. He's obviously over there in Europe. So, but I did want to share, as I'm sure they would had they been here, their PS3 best overall picks. Jason picked Batman: Arkham City. This is number one. Mortal Kombat is his number two, and Battlefield Three as his third. Raj had number one, also Batman Arkham City, FIFA 12, number two, and then Ellie Noir was his choice for third. Wow. Nice. Nice. That's pretty impressive. Wow. Tough, yeah. t- tough year. Man, I really had a, oh, this, this was such <laughs> I had a, a hard great time. Game. This was such a great gaming year. It, it, there was, I mean, I still have a couple of AAA titles on my, on my stack uh, for Backlog. I still haven't finished Rage, which I feel Thank terrible about because I really like that game, you know, and... and Arkham City, Rage. I'm only a couple hours yeah. into, and I mean, it, there's so many great games this year. It's it's just crazy. Like, and and now we got some stuff coming out pretty soon already. That you know, the Darkness Twisted Two comes Metal. out in like two weeks. Twisted Metal out Twisted in, Metal. In, in, in like three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. so, Mass Effect Three, <laughs> and then all the Vita shit coming out in February. Yeah, oh, this brings up a, a question. Um, do you think it's things are going to get too big? too many games coming out and and i mean there's always a niche and a genre you know a genre for everyone but sometimes it feels like it's just too much and you want to get them all but you just don't have time to play them and uh that's that's one thing i'm feeling i'm feeling like i want twist metal i want the vita i want mass effect but kingdoms of amalur i mean all in two months period and that's just the beginning of the year but we're not the norm right (laughs) you know Oh, I know I mean, I'm not normal. <laughs> but when you go out, like, 
the majority of my friends who have a PS3 or have something like that, they only own a handful of games. And that's all they'll ever own, you know? We're in that odd group that wants everything <laughs> and and needs to get everything that comes out because it all looks so cool. Right. But for the majority of the people out there, they have a couple games, you know, they may rent one here and there, they may sell one and pick up another one, but it's not all consuming to them the way it is to us. I guess what so. worries me about that situation is you know, you you're going you you're right. That is the way it you know, it, it looks like that's the way it is, but what about, you know, developers who are trying these new ideas but they're getting overlooked because everybody's going for the heavy hitters? Um it it, it I worry that pretty much everyone's going to become uh try to replicate the success stories and not come up with unique ideas. Um, I don't I don't think so though because Catherine showed that you can have a really quirky offbeat title and do really well with it. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, that is I, I example. would think just mass media in general, unfortunately. Television, movies, music to a lesser extent, that that trend is sort of there in all of those forms of media. What makes money, everybody wants to jump on board, make money and and they all sort of fall in line in in all all of those different medias. Some of the best stuff is never near as popular as everything else. It's well, kind of the na- nature of the beast, unfortunately. Well, and to your point, Ray, two things. I think that one, I'm already, I'm already at that point. I'm already probably there for the last couple of years that there's too much out there for me to actually play as much as I'd like. I mean, believe me, I would love to play um, all the AAA games, but I don't, even, I don't even think I get to that now. So, I mean, in the future, it's only, I think it's only going to get worse. Um, and as far as stuff getting overlooked... I mean, I think there is a solution there um, as far as just these giant games that are sort of dwarfing everything else. Um, I think, for example, Double Fine came up with a really great strategy of putting out, really pushing and putting out these really, really quirky, unique, smaller PSN games that are garnering actually a lot of attention because they're tiny, because someone can have a really intense experience with it, sit down for an afternoon, really dig in to the mechanics there, get, get the story that they're telling enjoy the mechanics, play for five or six or eight hours, and then move on to something else. And they've done really well with that, and they've increased their production. I think even they've increased their profile overall after um, Brutal Legend really didn't do well for them. They've really come back strong with uh, the games they put out since. Yeah, that's a very good point. And and it it also reinforces that, you know, games like Uncharted and, and Killzone, you know, eight to ten hour games, um, that's where it's at right now for for keeping gamers attentions so people will see your ending um i really don't want 20 hour games anymore unless there are rpgs because i'm never going to see the endings to them um that's just me but that's that's definitely the way things seem to be going and and i'm okay with that because i want to finish my games i've got too much of a backlog but anyway tangent well, I think the other thing that, P- that other games have been doing, especially action titles, I'm thinking of things like Assassin's Creed 2 and that whole series since then, is they've been having very sort of linear stories that are deep and you can get through in maybe about 10 hours, but also offering some open world elements where you can go and, and add to your story as much, as, as much or as little as you'd like with a bunch of side content that can add three, four, five additional hours if you want to play a longer 15 to 20 hour game on top of, on top of um, the time you've already spent going through the main quest. Well, it's sad. It's sad, 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 that. <laughs> sad to see it go. You know, I look look forward to these golden mic carts all year long. Had a really good time. 
having the community pull the votes together was even more fun looking at it and seeing the results. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Thank you, Ray and Justin, for being a part of the show. Really appreciate it. I don't think we would have said much of anything in the RPG section, so thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having us. That was great. It's yep. the Skyrim one right next. <laughs> so I guess next week we're, we're back to more than normal. And well, uh, look for normal. Well, yeah, not really. Not really. Yeah, thanks for trust. Thanks for trusting us and putting the role playing on the on the very beginning. Because you know, I would have thought maybe you would have been afraid that we would have left after that. But <laughs> well, well, there Justin was a the there was a secret <laughs> secret eject button there. You just didn't see it. So if no, that went horrible, we figured we would just cut you right there and, and, and roll forward. <laughs> right. They would just mute. They would just mute us and move on. That's all. That's, that's what by design. Keep, and we'd keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Be off in your own little honeypot. It happens. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, yeah, uh, like Joel said, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. And, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have Jason and Raj on as well. But uh, as long as we had you guys on, especially to talk to RPGs, but uh, it's always nice to try to get the team involved as much as possible. So it was, uh, it was really great. Thanks uh, again. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Ne- next week, uh, well, I'll probably be talking some MLB 12 the show. Obviously, we have a lot more to talk about. Also, I'll be talking about Mod Nation Racers Road Trip for the for the PlayStation Vita. I got some hands-on time with that, uh, with the developers themselves. <clears throat> and uh, what, Josh, what did you say you're going to be reviewing? Crazy Girl, I think it's called. Scary Girl. Scary Girl. <laughs> Same thing. Of an old girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> I will. I'll have my review of NFL Blitz also. So we should have a loaded show. Very cool. Sweet. Uh, and and probably the emails that we were that. Josh sent us tonight. We'll do those next week, I'm sure. That's right. Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I'm trying to keep ahead of things here. That's all. <laughs> well, if you have any rebuttals to any things the, that we said tonight on these categories, you can definitely email us at podcast at psnation.org and let us know what you think. You can also leave us a voicemail a couple different ways. If you have Skype, you can call WDT ah, Torgo, or you can call the voicemail line at 715 502 9773. If you're going to call, make sure you're not stoned. Or, well, actually, if you are stoned, go ahead and call because it's usually pretty funny for us to bust on you. Uh, boy, the one we had tonight, I don't know. I, I can't understand <laughs> the guy. Uh, you can also find us over at retroids.com. Obviously, that's where our forums reside along with our podcast network. And uh, yeah, if you go over to the Facebooks, the the my my pages and and the whatnot, uh, you go over to the Facebooks. You can type in PS Nation in the search and find our awesome group of people that uh, continues to grow. And join that group up and get into the discussions over there. Uh, don't forget to look for us on Stitcher.com. If you go to the PlayStation Three section, you'll find us there as well. Uh, and also at FuriousGamer.com. And if you have an iPhone, iPod Touch, or an iPad for ninety nine cents in the App Store, you can grab that. Uh, don't forget our awesome sponsors at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Uh, sign up for the, now Joel got this wrong last week, it's not 30 days, it's a 14-day free trial. Uh, sign up for that 14-day free trial and you get a free book out of the deal, over 85,000 books that they have, uh, all that you don't have to read yourself. So if you hate reading, this is the way to do it. Uh, if you decide you're going to, yeah, you don't really like it, you know, you want to quit, within that 14-day free trial you can quit at any time. And uh, guess what? You get to keep the book, and it still helps us out. So uh, that definitely helps us pay our bills. And, uh, and boy, when I get the rest of the Extra Life stuff packaged up this weekend, oh, it's going to be a ripper next week uh, when I start shipping all that stuff out. So uh, that definitely helps us. Also, don't forget Zazzle.com slash PSNation, where all of our merch is. Our shirts, hoodies, cups, mugs, beer steins, uh, iPhone cases, uh, ornaments, stickers, which are awesome to put everywhere, especially when you see a, uh, an IGN sticker, you can just cover that up. 
And, uh, so head over to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. Also want to give a big shout out to our buddies over at the Blue Show. Uh, Sarcastic Gamer is pretty much dead. Uh, they disbanded it and uh, started a new... Uh, a new uh, site called I think BigRedBarrel.com. Uh, so the, uh, the, the all the podcasts have moved over to that site. So uh, Rothbart Frawls and uh, Pac-Man Polar Bear, their show has moved over there as well. So congrats to those guys and uh, best of luck. Definitely. And last but not cool. least, of course, the intro music. Usually, I don't know if we're going to use it here. Provided by It Is Written. You can find them at uh, MySpace.com/slash It Is Written Band, and of course they're on the Facebooks. Who isn't? Hey, and and we used their music the other day in one of the videos too. So uh, thanks much for those to those guys for providing that for us. God, that helps. <laughs> it, it sure does. They have no idea how much we appreciate that. <laughs> Royalty free music, very difficult, especially decent original good music. Yeah, well, I would say more than decent. It's it's really good music. So, uh, and and you know, we got Ray and Justin here. Obviously, we talked about Jason and Raj also. If you want to check out what they do for us. Uh, on a on a weekly basis, daily basis, whatever you want to call it, head over to psnation.org and check out all the writing that they're doing over there. And uh, also, I've been putting up some MLB 12 The Show features. Uh, I'm going to be holding off for a little while because uh, we don't have any video to put with a couple of them, and I really want to show like the new baseball physics in action. And uh, we're waiting on B-roll, or we're waiting on a build that I can capture the video myself, and we're kind of delayed. So... Until then, I probably won't be putting any more of those up, but I will be putting up a write-up for My Nation Racers Road Trip. So, got that coming. And uh, we thank our writers very much for helping us out. And a full write-up of the uh, Golden Minecarts results will be up, as we said, at the time of this, the time you're listening to this now. Do it like a day later. Uh, okay. Because then they can <laughs> listen to the show and we don't spoil it. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, man, I'm tired. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I'm like staring at the microphone. Like I'm kind of winking one eye and everything. Uh, all right. So a lot uh, of fun, but it was a long one. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is actually a short show for us. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Get out there, play some games, have a great one. And thank you so much to our community for, for voting on these games as much as you did. Uh, the, the, uh, the response was just immense and we really appreciate it. And the game developers appreciate it as well. At Cal Ripken's fantasy camp last winter, remember I was there? Yeah. yeah. You and Gar and it, yeah. you know, sitting around with your pants unsnapped and your belts undone in the clubhouse. Yeah, that's uns- what you do. Right. right, with my arms so sore from pitching four innings that I couldn't wipe my ass. <laughs> I told you that story, uh-uh. didn't I? No. Nope. Oh, nope. <laughs> I was so sore after four innings of work. Because, of course, I didn't warm up leading up to the camp. I didn't work up my throwing regimen. I didn't do anything. I just go, hey, I could pitch. Get me out there. And I'm up there. I'm all fired up. It's exciting. I'm trying to strike guys out. I'm, you know, humming in there. Humming, humming. I got Jim Leland. Freaking Jim Leland cheering me on from the dugout. Come on now, Steve. Let's go now. You know, and I'm all jacked up. So because you know, you're an idiot, right? So so I, I I end up leaving the game that day, and you know, boy, my arms kind of a little bit tight, feels warm, but I'm sure I'll be a little bit sore, but it'll be okay. <laughs> hey, they've got a training staff here; it'll sure. be okay. Get it in some ice, you know, like the pros right. do, like the big boys do. Right. So of course, I didn't put it in ice or anything. Just you know, went back to the hotel that night, had a had a nice dinner, didn't think much of it. Woke up, the elbow is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Houston, we have a problem. 
Dude, feel like it was I, a. <laughs> I go, I go to take my morning constitutional and realize the arm ain't bending back behind the old junk in the trunk like it used to. And if you have never tried it, try going lefty with the old Charmin and see how awkward that is. You probably need a shower. I almost had to have my engineer come in there and help me out. It's like, hey, Seth, what are you doing? I need some help in here. A little help, please. Wow. So, of course, I then went to the trainer immediately upon arriving at the ballpark. Did you understand it and say, yeah, it's a little sore today? It's a little sore. I'm a little stiff. Or did you tell him, dude, I don't know. It's never been like this before. Dude, I can't wipe my ass. <laughs> That's the name of a new movie, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, I can't wipe my ass. I think it is. <laughs> it's, you know, you know, it's, so, it's so part of the trainer. The trainer was doing all his stuff. He, uh, he he was doing the rub down, the icy hot, the Ben Gay, the uh, the whole deal. Uh, Zabin's calling for the left hander. Right, <laughs> Let I spent like an hour, you know, with this was the trainer for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, okay. And I, he, you know, he he works me up, and he's he's rubbing it like real deep, and that really hurts. Sure, he's like finding all these muscles and tendons I didn't even know I had. <sighs> So, you know, after that, I have the ice on it and everything, and uh, you know, I go out to the field. I'm like, okay, let's see how this works. I throw like a chick now. 